genre. Welcome to the New Republic Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim Garcia. And I'm Gary Roby. And we are here with a deep dive episode, but it's a very special deep dive episode. We are, it's our second anniversary of the podcast. And as Woo! a tradition uh, that we started last year, we do one of the saga movies for our anniversaries. So last year we did Attack of the Clones. And this year we've got four guests... Uh, to talk about, uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, so let's start, uh, Kestra, thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, we got Sam, thank you for, uh, coming to talk about Last Jedi. I am very excited to be here. Yeah, it's everyone's favorite. It's not, no one has any bad uh, um, opinions on this movie, so it's, I'm really (laughs) excited that, uh, everyone's here. Norman, thank you for coming. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm definitely happy to be here. Re- this is my champion. favorite Star Wars movie, so yeah, returning champion. You were on with us for the uh, for the uh, the the um, visions. visions. We talked about yeah, Star Wars visions. visions. Yeah, which we'll have to do another one when that one comes out. Yeah, for sure. And then oh, man, um, for also returning champion Nick Jimenez. Uh, yep. Thank you for coming on. Hello, one guest for every hour of the movie. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this movie so much. Yes, I Where think do we that's... want to start, Tim? How? What's the best way to do this? Um, I don't know. Well, let's just kind of briefly talk about the movie. I think everyone kind of has a positive. I think that's why everyone wanted to be on it is because everyone yeah, kind of totally. had a positive. Um, so why don't we kind of get general thoughts? Uh, what we'll start with? We'll just go in this order. This is the order you guys are on my screen, so it's just easier. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> Keep just... So, Kestra, what did you? What did you? What draws you to this film? It's my favorite Star Wars film. I love this film. It does. It's just it like, I guess, kind of breaks the rules that I had in place for Star Wars in a way. And just like made me be like, oh, it's it's cool. And I, Andrew, my husband and I, um, we saw it like multiple times in theaters and just had like a great experience both times in theaters the opening weekend that we saw it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I finished this movie. I mean, I was hyped for it because I, I was like, Oh, Ryan Johnson. And I like him a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what it was. But when I got done with, it, I was like, that was great. And I turned to one of the people that w- came with me and I was like, that was awesome. I loved it. What'd you think? And he's like, it was loud. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was totally like, Oh no. That was, uh, <laughs> <no>. oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you thought about star Wars, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we, we loved it. And then we saw it again, um, a few weeks after it came out and, and it was obviously one person's first time seen in theaters and they just went like, Whoa at the hyperspeed point and we were <laughs> like awesome. oh nice. yeah. yeah everybody yeah. started laughing uh-huh. <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> uh sam what about you what are your uh first time thing watching happened it? actually the first two times i watched this movie too because yeah. i also saw it opening weekend and then i saw it again a couple weeks later and i remember during the first screening the entire theater was quiet and then just in the way back you just hear am i allowed to swear on this podcast yeah. yes yes I it's heard. encouraged but I just heard. We, we, we have a quota 
fuck. And then just the entire audience burst out laughing. Yeah. It's such a great moment. And you're just like, because uh, I, I love this movie because it makes Star Wars exciting again. And yeah. where, like, I, the <laughs> the Force Awakens is a fun movie, but, like, it, it doesn't really tread any new grounds in terms of, like, Star Wars stuff, other than, like, casting minorities. Um, and... It, like this movie like takes chances it takes risks and it it surprises you with its storytelling and it kept keeps you on your toes the whole time and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things afterwards where people were like well yeah like blah blah blah, blah and arguing about it later but it's mm-hmm. also something like you never thought would be possible until it happened in this movie yeah right and it's just so exciting and interesting and compelling and it, it works within the toy box it's given while also making full use of every inch of the box yeah and this is also my favorite Star Wars movie. All right. Yeah, no, I agree on all points. Um, I I want to, I, I love this movie so much. Every time you guys say anything, I want to like add and just blow all the things I have to say about this movie like out in the yeah. first five minutes. But uh, Norman, what do you, what did you think? Uh, what were your first thoughts going, watching the movie, going into the movie? Uh, all that. So I'm a monster and I often will like read spoilers or look at stuff before I see a big movie because I want to properly set my expectations. That's part of Mm -hmm. it. Like when I see a lot of chatter about something or like a really big release, I want to know about it. Um, And so like I went into The Last Jedi seeing a lot of like people complaining about some stuff. Mm. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, they're all idiots. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have a very fond memory of Cass and Norman being in town after Last Jedi came out. We went and got food at a diner and then spent four hours talking about The Last Jedi while yeah. we sat at this diner. <laughs> yeah. If you had uh, recorded it, this. then we could have just put it out now. Oh, that's true. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Damn, such we, a shame. we talked about so much stuff. We went like pretty deep in like all we kinds really of like really out there stuff, most of which didn't matter uh, for Rise of Skywalker. Although I'm pretty sure that the idea of like there being something special about the connection between Rey and Kylo, we talked about a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. And then that mattered in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick, what did you think? You hated it? <clears throat> yeah. Not my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, we needed yeah. a dissenting opinion. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I, I love this movie a lot. I have a, a framed poster of, you know, that, that iconic red and white and black poster where it's like Ray yeah. and like the lightsaber shooting up. And it's have, literally on my wall. Oh, great. Yeah. showing it off right on his camera right yeah, now. <laughs> where, it's like, where it's like just Ray and then it's like R- R- Kylo Ren's face and Luke's face. Uh, I have Rose and Paige action figures. On my desk awesome. by my work computer, um, I have like issues with it. <clears throat> Sorry, wow, I have issues with it, but my issues are mostly like in the context of like the trilogy, where yeah. I'm like, mm. oh, because you do this, that means this, you know. But as like a movie, I think it is. I think it probably is like the best Star Wars movie. Um, I have a personal metric. I think I might have shared this on New Republic Archives, but my intro to Star Wars was I had. <clears throat> The three VHS trilogy tapes, I got them for Easter one year and I still have them at my home. And you can tell which one I watched the most by how roughed up the VHS tape is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Empire is just shredded. Empire is like, <laughs> you know, whited out and roughed up and Return to the Jedi, like brand new, barely touched. And wow. So going by that metric, I don't know if this would be my most roughed up watched rewatched tape. 
just mm. because it's it's I mean, like, you know, I, I cry like four times every time I watch this movie. And so Me too. And so sometimes I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I just want the popcorn and the soda. I just want Force Awakens. Like, sure. Yeah. Or, uh, but like, yeah, I mean, this is just I watch this and this is just like the total package. This this has everything. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I love it. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that out there. Um, I just because <laughs> I have I I will admit it's nostalgia, but what is Star Wars if it's not nostalgia? Yeah. Uh, but Empire and and A New Hope, we I will always. If you're asking me which ones to watch, it'll be one of those two over pretty much any Star Wars. Well, if I pick cause... my nostalgia pick, it's Phantom Menace, and I don't think anyone's going to agree yeah. on that. I mean, if, if I pick my nostalgia pick, it's Return, like it's Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's the one that I, of the original trilogy, that I rewatched the most growing up. For me, it's probably it's probably uh, New Hope, because uh, I, re- I have a specific memory of my brother when he was uh, like in first grade coming home from school and we're just watching it together on the computer. And I, I have that specific memory from oh, that's New so Hope, cute. but that's probably why that's nostalgic for me. I love that. So my history specifically with the saga movies is uh, chaotic. Okay. Um, I didn't really watch any of them was like when I was a super young kid mm-hmm. and like, the, I, but I reached an age where like the, uh, Phantom Menace was coming out. My friends were like, oh, you've never seen a Star Wars movie. What you have to do is you now have to wait for them to come out and you watch them in order. (laughs) You'll be one of the few people to be able to see them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's what I should do. And it is not what happened. (laughs) What happened was my first Star Wars movie is The Phantom Menace. And then I watched The Last Jedi because they showed it in school. Wow. Not the Last Jedi. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Return of the Jedi. Okay. I was going to say. So, so sorry. It's easier for me to do it in this order. I saw one first. Uh huh. Then I saw six. Then I saw two. Then I saw four. Then I saw three. And then it wasn't until college that I saw Empire Strikes wow. Back. Wow. Jeez. That's incredible. So what so, a uh, <laughs> So did you now? Did you have to watch a like a last time on Star Wars? Like every time you watched one of the movies, or was it I like? Mean, I have a pretty good memory, but yeah. so no. But uh, yeah, no. So like, if we're talking about what I'm actually nostalgic for, the thing I watched as a kid that I watched over and over again and loved, it's the Jenny Tartakovsky uh, oh, Clone yeah. Wars. Clone Wars, oh, yeah. Like yeah, that is that. two episodes on that. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I love that. That's too. very good. Ah, oh, that's my core Star Wars memory. I think it's really cool that Star Wars has become big enough that we each have our own. Any fan can have their own entry point, and it's yeah. valid. Like Phantom Menace yeah. kids are valid, just like Return of the Jedi kids right? are valid for sure. Mm-hmm. I spent a long time being a prequel defender growing yeah. up because I was the right age to watch those movies, and I loved yep. them for a long time. It's a double-edged sword, though, because everyone has a different entry point and a different experience with Star Wars, so they have different things that they love about it, mm-hmm. and they also have different things that, like, do not click with them. So yeah. I think that's, right. especially getting back to The Last Jedi, this is very a very polarizing movie, right? Like, we mm-hmm. have very, we have consenting opinions, I think, on the podcast today, but I think there's, you could just as easily get a whole bunch of people, my brother-in-law, who I love that guy to death, he hates this movie. He Anytime I bring it up, he gets so mad. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So um, going in, do you guys remember, let's go back to the distant year of 2017. Um do you remember what you were expecting from this movie going in? Hmm. I don't. Okay. I'm, I did not rewatch the trailers, right? I'm wondering if there's like stuff mm-hmm. I had pulled out of those trailers to be like, oh, like here's what I have a, a theory about what's happening. But like, um, I expected it to be more Empire Strikes Back. Like it's the middle of the trilogy. Like, like we knew that Ray and Luke could be united. I assumed there'd be some sort of training going on there. I guess I didn't really consider at the time, like, what the plot with, like, Finn or Poe or the rest of the gang were going to be. Yeah. I I mean, I think we all knew it's, like, second trilogy. So, like, oh, it's going to end something like Empire, where it's going to be a kind of a, a cliffhanger. But my whole thought was, I remember specifically, not based on any trailers or anything, but, like, we have, at the end of uh, Force Awakens, uh, Hosnian Prime has exploded. Yeah. And the uh, Starkiller base has exploded. So both like seats of power are completely exploded. And they're like, they're, I'm like, oh, the galaxy is like lawless now. Wouldn't it be cool if they did something where like the huts took over and now there's like crime lords all over the like. And I kind Ooh. of like wrote myself into like expectations where I'm like, they could really talk about like the galactic politics and how crazy it is now that like no one's in control anymore and then i did not expect them to pick up like five minutes after the last movie yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i remember the big talk after the first one was who who are ray's parents right right that's true and the prevailing opinion was that she was either a kenobi or a palpatine Mm, right yeah Yeah, i think those were the two and Um, yeah I was definitely team Palpatine because I thought that was more interesting. And then I saw The Last Jedi and I was like, no, she's nobody. She's nobody. I wanted it to be that. Like, I really liked yeah. that so much. I still want it to be that. I, I, I was <laughs> It's so much more interesting like and better. Of, I don't like Rise of Skywalker at all. And so it, it mm-hmm. drives me bonkers every time someone's like, yeah. I love Rise of Skywalker. I hate Last Jedi. I was like, I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have watched Rise of Skywalker one and a half times total. <laughs> so I watched it once in the theater when it like opening weekend. And then the second time I put it on and I'm like, I'm just going to try to watch Rise of Skywalker again. And then was like lost interest. I'm like, yeah. I can't do this right now. <laughs> but I think I could yeah. if I like sat down because all Star Wars is Star Wars. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so that was my I did that extra step. Like I listened to the the novelization for Rise of Skywalker when it came out, because I knew that the last Jedi one um, was like extended, had scenes that didn't make the movie, had like stuff that had been written in the script that got cut out. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe there's stuff in here that's going to make me like this more. And I think I came out being like, it's an all right movie. Like, I think that the, the trilogy as a whole could have had better like connective tissue rather than a passing of the baton thing like we had between the directors and... Um, I think that's why that movie fails, but I think it's only a matter of time before we start getting content that fills in the spaces between Last Jedi and Rise. Like, in the way that Clone Wars made the prequels retroactively better, like, I feel like eventually we're going to hit a point where we're going to get enough of, like, post-sequel content that, like, it'll improve what that movie is doing. But I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. Gary, Tim, I would like to pull a a green knight, if I may. Yes. And... oh. In one year hence Behead us. Oh. If you if you if you want, if you deem it so, I would love to be on a future episode of Deep Dive 
where I can talk about why as someone who my favorite character in the whole saga is Ray. Uh-huh. Why I like Rise of Skywalker and I actually kind of think it does cool things for Ray as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh but this could easily be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> right. right. I mean, it could anyway. I remember uh, talking to you and Scott, me, me and Cass were hanging out with you and Scott, like, a few days after we saw Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's true, and we yeah. talked about it, like, endlessly that whole day. <laughs> I was sitting next to Zach Luna when I saw that originally, and it, 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 it life drained out of him. I, I was I was I, on the I was on the other side of Zach right. Luna at that screening. <laughs> that's yeah. very I funny. Sort of. What what I remember is that we kind of walked out, and what I, that I might be coloring it with my own perception, but I remember after that screening, we all just kind of stood around, and went, "Well, okay." And then Scott <laughs> and Bethany sure seemed to me to be pretty drunk, and they were like, "What a fun time!" <laughs> I uh, okay, real quick, I have uh, I, I have I have a Bethany Corelli story about Rise of Skywalker, so. Uh, it was the arc light where you could get drinks and there was a bar and, you know, uh, so Bethany went to go get more wine. And in the time that she went to go get wine, uh, Chewbacca exploded, like Ray accidentally blew up Chewbacca. <laughs> so that happened. And like 30 <laughs> seconds later, Bethany like crab walks back into the aisle with the <laughs> shotgunning wine. Like, what's up, bitches? What happened? <laughs> I forgot about this. But yeah. it's got to be like Chewbacca, Chewbacca's dead. Regular Chewbacca. <laughs> you guys, not and now. Chewbacca's was, dead. Yikes. If she just waited thirty seconds, thirty more right, seconds, she'd yeah. miss the entire yeah. time he spent dead. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered at fun. all. Just like yeah. its impact on that movie, like a cliffhanger. Right? <laughs> Imagine yes, they right. one minute the hero's dead, and then the second, wait, he wasn't dead. Mm. That's not storytelling. Yeah. Anyway, That's one we piece. Uh, it's, it's, we are not here for Rise of Skywalker. No. Uh, sorry, Nick. Uh, don't make me mute you <laughs> one year uh, like I said. <laughs> uh, so yeah anyway let's start talking about uh last jedi yeah. so let's um yeah we can kind of work work through so i think um we kind of talked about where we where it where it left off at um force awakens um but we opened like i said five minutes basically after it feels like five minutes after yeah, yeah. uh the force awakens which is crazy um and we're evacuating. What's what's the planet name? Ooh, I'm blanking it on it. I also uh, don't know the planet's name. Dakar? Is this Dakar? Yes. Yeah, but not da- not anyway. Um, <laughs> there's there's a couple planets that are like this is really close to a real world place. But uh-huh. anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so they are evacuating Dakar. You, what you're uh, saying is get... that they have to get out of Dakar. It's true. <laughs> they have to get out of Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> they're funneling out like so many clowns um, <laughs> so um anyway so they're all, they're all leaving uh the planet and they have to be covered over uh with a with a cool space battle and if you listen to the show or you know me at all uh space battles are some of my favorite stuff in star wars yeah so this movie got me on board like right away. I'm like, cool. We are like right in, just like uh, Revenge of the Sith did the same thing yep. for me. Where it's I was just like, say oh, that. cool. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in. I'm in. There's a space battle right at the beginning. <laughs> um, and um, I just, yeah. So we have that whole thing with Poe. I love this bit 
of Poe, like, in the solitary X-Wing, facing down this dreadnought. Like, it's, it's so a hell of a shot. It's, it's, so it's a really cool. good shot. Wow. It's a really good shot. Um, And his whole thing is he needs to buy time for BB-8 to do something or other. Like, charge up yeah, the charge boosters up booster, or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's um, the phone he, call. Yeah, he yeah. calls... <laughs> He calls General the, hugs. Yeah, he <laughs> yes. calls the the Star Destroyer, which crazy that you can just call up the Star <laughs> your, Destroyer. Your enemy, yes. Yeah. 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 Like, let me... Do, it, hey, you got, you got Hux's number, BB-8? I mean, that's uh, feeling frequencies, right? That's what Star Trek yeah. is like. He Star just, Trek like, has that. let out the radio and be like, hey, is anybody out there? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. So he does that. He He calls up. And I feel like this is the first thing that people who hate this movie bring up. Yeah, I feel like. then it starts with this like jokey. So before I didn't, I rewatched the movie with the with the commentary track, and yeah. Ryan Johnson mentions uh, when this bit starts, where he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I watched Force Awakens, and I thought Hugs could be like is is hilarious. He's such a funny <laughs> character. Like I wanted to give Donald more to do, and I thought that this is a fun way to do it. He's and, chewing it up uh, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. he's so no, good. He loves it's so it. good. <laughs> His performance yeah. is exceptional it's so much it's so much better in this movie than it was in because and not nothing against him but i just feel like he didn't have as much to do in the first movie in in force awakens he was like i am the lackey like no it it seemed like they wanted him to be a tarkin type character but he didn't quite have that like tarkin presence of like oh we're equals i think it's hard to uh, cast ron weasley as grand moff tarkin (laughs) (laughs) i think this is like peak hugs like, yeah, um, yes. yeah. On that work desk I was telling uh-huh. you about, I also have a General Hux action figure because I love General Great. Hux. Nice. And so I'm a man full of contradictions. I think Rise of Skywalker <laughs> does Hux incredibly dirty. And it is by far yes. my yes. biggest, yes. my biggest issue with that movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the thing I quote the most from Rise of Skywalker is a Hux line. Oh, sure. Which is the, I don't need to win. I just need him to lose. <laughs> yeah. Such yes. a good line. It's a good line. <laughs> it's how i feel about a lot of things but anyway (laughs) especially in sports it's like i don't care if my team wins just i need the dodgers to lose (laughs) but in this in this movie he gets to be both team rocket and uh, like brutus yeah um it's gonna we're gonna talk about so much other stuff so this little moment let's i'll bring it up now but like one of the biggest laughs for me in this really funny movie is when uh hucks returns to the throne room that Snoke is cut in half. He just sees uh, Kylo Ren on the ground, and in a wide shot, he just kind of opens up and starts to grab his blaster. And yeah. then, as, I love as that. soon as he's, and then yeah, then he closes it. He as soon as yeah, Kylo starts that. to move, he's like, "Nope, never mind." Really? really? Yeah, it, oh, that was like a great. thing that wasn't in the script. That he was like, "I think my character would do this," <laughs> and Ryan was like, "No, that's perfect." Of course he would. Hux would be like, oh, well, I could take my opportunity now. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, he's aw- he's awake? Never mind. He Damn. can kill me with a thought. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I love that. Um, I love I love uh, Donald Gleason in this. He's just uh, he's just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the actual phone call is the first thing I feel like ever breaks up. And I feel like a lot of people's issue with this is just the humor didn't land for them in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really funny because I think Oscar Isaac and and Donald Gleason are just really selling this interaction yeah. really well. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, and we talked to, I mean, at a, if you're not in the Dueling Genre Discord, you should get on the Dueling Genre Discord. But we were um, recently uh, decided the show should be a little bit more thirsty. So I'm going to be uh, <laughs> talking about Oscar I Isaac. I so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, because, uh, again, um, he is uh, a dreamboat and the Star Wars dreamboat um, and better than Pedro Pascal. So that's my hot take of the. Ooh, uh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. I don't think we get friend, to see uh, enough of Pedro Pascal. It's unfortunate. He's great, though. <laughs> but um, anyway, so, yeah, I know I love Oscar Isaac. Big, big Oscar Isaac fan. Um, but yeah, it landed for me. I was having fun with it. I yeah. was. Um, some of the more intense nerds get mad that he says uh, hugs with an H because it would not be called an H in Star Wars. Oh. It would be uh, whatever, whatever the Arabesh letter is. Whatever the Arabesh letter is called. Yeah. They have those? Uh, whatever. Oh. whatever. It doesn't... Everything we're seeing is through, through a translated lens so that we can understand yep. it. It doesn't exactly. matter. Right? I, took <laughs> multiple note, I took multiple notes where I wrote down like, wow, if you think about this like in the full context of Star Wars, this is really kind of dumb. I still love it though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Star Wars is dumb. I think that's. I yeah. Need, yeah. We talk about that, that every That's week. my mantra. It's Star Wars is very dumb, uh, <laughs> and that's okay. I love it anyway. Yeah. Um, Lucas didn't think through like that. any world yeah. building, so it's all kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we get an awesome space fight. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh skimming the the dreadnought like it's the Death Star, dodging turrets, um taking and, out all the know, cannons. Taking out all the cannons. Uh and uh we get introduced to one of my other favorite characters in this is the um I'm blanking on his name now. I should have had it up. Oh uh, uh, the yes. uh first order officer. Oh Captain Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy, Captain uh-huh. Kennedy, yeah. yeah. Uh he is phenomenal and one of my favorite parts of this whole movie that ryan was like i loved him so much we just kept giving him more to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) as you should uh yeah he he's just so like and they gave him it was the visual dictionary gave him so much background but it's like background that you just knew by watching it like you didn't need the visual dictionary because his performance tells it's like oh he was former uh imperial and he's he fought in a lot of like the jakku battles and um is very competent and like as he's gotten older the first order has gotten less and less competent around him and he's getting frustrated with that and it's like i got all of that from his like one minute performance like it's from 90 seconds of him just being a grumpy old bastard (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah that's exactly true i love the way Um, he yells like fire on the base like it's just uh it's punchy yeah Right. We need to, was it, we need to scramble the fighters five bloody minutes ago. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, um, yeah, so that's, um, and then we get those bombers. Sorry, we're, I'm going to talk a lot about the ships that's just because I love. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> These bombers are so cool. Right. I adore the bombers. I think they are so cool. Everyone was so mad that like, how would you drop bombs in space? How would you like it was like all the Internet people. And I'm like, first of all, it does make physics sense for one time in like 
Star Wars like ever yeah. and like physics sense never like there's never any physics sense in Star Wars like right these anyway. ships are generating their own gravitational fields in order to have people walk around on them normally right yeah. and the dreadnought is way bigger than the bomber of course the bombs drop also yeah. we have like yeah. ship seeking weapons and stuff in Star Wars don't but think about it too it, hard yeah and if also it you has... can just literally put in there and the little the, the, uh, mechanics can just go like this yeah and then that's it and then the inertia thing. would continue yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it makes perfect sense, and yeah, I don't People know. Get so it, mad. It, it's it. I it, when when I'm having these arguments, I've already lost. Right. Like yeah. it's if I'm arguing yeah. that like the, that, you know this actually does make sense, I've already lost the argument. So. The first note I wrote down is actually from the end of this bombing sequence with Ooh. Paige lying down and kicking the ladder, <sighs> because I don't yes. know if this just never clicked with me before, but I think Leia uses the force at the beginning at, at the at, in that moment to push that controller off the edge for Ooh. for Paige. Oh, I like that. Really? Take. Yes, I do. I, do I think she did, because otherwise, what's the point of very clearly panning to Leia in that moment where Paige is also like kind of on the feels like she's at the end, like she's on the verge oh. and she's really trying to make this work. Why cut to Leia if it's if she doesn't impact that moment in some way? That There's makes a sense. connection yeah. there. Uh, there I, is some. Yeah, sort of... I think connection's a I'm good convinced. word because even if you yeah. don't want it to be literally Leia, it kind of speaks to what Luke is trying to tell Ray later on in the movie, which is like there is a there is a force connecting Paige and yes. Leia in that moment that mm-hmm. is bigger than both of them. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to say. Is we get. Gary and I have gotten very metaphysical forcey oh on the show yes. from yeah. fr- in the past. And yeah, it's very much, what was it when we were talking about the Mortis trilogy, we kind of talked about it as like a river. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, so she feels something change in the river and she can kind of make something. She may not be like, oh, there's a remote that yeah. is, that needs to be, you know, like she, but she knows it, that. It, this is the Avar needs- Chris thing in the High Republic where she sees right. everything as like an ocean or like stars and can sense when others are like trying to connect no, and are she's, unable to. She, she can lend it like that a song. strength. Yeah. She's yes. sound, she's looking for the note that's out of tune. That's yeah. the, that's how she sees it. See, um, I really like the idea that it is Leia pushing that controller over the edge or like using the force in mm-hmm. some way, because then it feels like it's a setup to a payoff when she uses the force explicitly a little bit later. Mm. It's like if you're paying yeah. attention, oh, like this seems like she used the force. Maybe she did. And then we actually get to see her use the force like 30 minutes later or whatever. Inarguably. OK. I like Inarguably. Yeah. In a yeah. moment that seems kind of dumb, but I love so much because we got to see Leia use the force on screen. Yeah. I yeah. always find it interesting that that's one of people's big complaints when it's like, we've had Princess Leia, this character for decades now, and she gets to have her first and only big force using moment and yeah. people don't like it. Yeah. It, like, yeah. literally, it's Princess Leia doing Jedi things once. I think a lot of people just really it's... wanted to see Leia use a lightsaber on screen. Yeah. <sighs> so my issue with that isn't so much the fact that she uses the force. I thought the execution of it looked a little wonky. Mm. It sort of looked like, and it's, yes, it's the, it's, she's in space, so there's no wind or anything. Uh, but it did look kind of like either Superman or, you know, people have said Mary Poppins. Everything was very stiff and there wasn't mm. really any sort of like, this, you know, the, the music tried to help a little bit, but it just visually didn't look as cool as I think they wanted it to look. I don't know if you can technically call this flight, but, is this the first instance of like flight being depicted in any of the Star Wars movies? So 
she's technically pulling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's forced pulling back yeah. into the ship. The ship is just so much bigger than her, so she gets pulled. That to she it. goes that. Yeah. 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 So no more than you know, Luke jumping out of the. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. Or like all yeah. the, the flipping and hopping they were yeah. doing in Phantom Menace, you know, they were jumping like 100 yeah. feet up in the air. Yeah, that's also true. Or that weird super speed moment with uh, with the battle droids in the hallway that never <laughs> right. comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're kind of going through a little bit, but I really love the, the opening battle scene. Yeah. So that's some of my f- favorite stuff. We get um, one of my favorite characters that she's only in this movie, but the, the A-Wing pilot. And I'm uh, her name's Tali, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I love her. I think she's awesome. Uh, and I wish she had more than two scenes. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of um, just wanted to highlight that that kind of scene. Um, Definitely, Gary. Do what is what are are um what are, what are some of your guys' favorite scenes we'll just go let's do it that Ooh, so we're not going okay. through the four like hour movie beat as Nick the whole said. movie <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i'm willing i'm here so it's fine. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah it'll only be 3 a.m when we're done for you yeah, yeah. favorite um, moments um gosh i feel like we are just gonna like jump around a lot in this case yeah. i think for me like you know i always really like the like force stuff and like all of that so i think that um Luke explaining the force to Ray for the first time and telling her to reach out and like feel everything that is going on on the island. And it's that the balance of everything. Right? Oh, I love, I love, yeah, that's when she puts her yeah. hand out, when she literally reaches so out good. and he like fucks with her a little bit, like brushing her hair it. with that, like. Yeah. Oh, you feel it? Do you feel it? Oh, you can normally get it that fast. Oh, wow. Oh, you, you meant feel out like. Okay, <laughs> that's that, oh, that's the so Yoda. That's, that's the Yoda that's left in Luke right there. It's, yes, it's yeah, yeah. Right? I laugh every single time. It it's so great. It's really funny. Her delivery is hilarious. Um, no, I love. Uh, I just I love that discussion of like the Force is not just the light. It is the balance between everything. Right. It is the birth and death. It is the 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 blossoming and the destruction and. The the concept that like this is not something that belongs to the Jedi. It doesn't belong to anyone like ideology or belief, and that is why like Luke has decided to remove himself from that equation. Basically, right. Um, I just I find that stuff really really compelling. I just love discussions of so, the Force. Give me more more people yeah, mulling so about the, the metaphysics. I love everything. So the on discussion that of the Force. So yeah. specifically, let's go through that. He. He's talking about like how it is like that little montage there yes. that that specifically, mm-hmm. um, kind of how the life connects and how it doesn't. I feel like this one might be besides Empire, this might be like the most in depth conversation of what the Force is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do love that. I do love that we actually talk about like this is how it works. Yeah. This is what is happening. You know, Johnson really effectively, really smartly uses Ray as like a as a tool like i keep like speaking through the audience or with the audience you know because like luke is like what do you think the force is and she's like it's a power the jedi use to like control people and like move rocks and stuff which is like (laughs) half half the people in the audience that would be what they would say the force is yeah so it's like like gary said it's kind of like really breaking it down in case you like haven't watched all the clone wars or any of that stuff like (laughs) like what is this thing the force that that they're always talking about let's really break it down and like talk about it 
I also really love that it it shows that it truly is everywhere, and it's not just the Jedi and the Sith and and these guys and those guys. It's not yeah just specific people that have it. It's 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 everywhere. It's all around you, and it's connecting mm-hmm. to, yeah. to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the yeah. the poor it's, and the little baby poor in the nest. You know, you get these little yeah. glimpses of life. Yeah. Yeah, the the showing the visual because I really like the visuals of that too because they show the life and then they show the death and uh-huh. they show the the big the big hole. The big I guess hole. You always, and the waves you're, crashing. Uh, yeah. crashing. Yeah, if you're a Jedi hiding out, you gotta live near a creepy cave. Yep. Right, uh, like it's just like Yoda living near those a, creepy trees. Right. It's yeah, a requirement. You, that's it's a requirement. You gotta find a place in the creepy cave. Brian Johnson really uh, was just like, I'm gonna make my own Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, the, those With creepy trees were so important. Those creepy trees were trees were so important that Luke brought his own from home. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It fit, and then he strapped it <laughs> on the back of R <laughs> two. And, <laughs> and uh, not to uh, miss your point, Tim, but yes, with yeah. blackjack and hookers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. If- there weren't hookers, but there's definitely blackjack. Uh, th- those uh, those fish nuns did stuff. Okay. I, and yeah. also, Luke literally milks a thing. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that was, yeah. Oh, man, that shot. Is, the Stall of Sirens. Luke literally grabs a teat in this movie. When he, like, pole vaults <laughs> so, over that rock and, and he, yeah. like, he, like, like a hunt, oh, like a yeah. hunchback in Notre Dame. It's so, it's so, like, he's so hermity they, and crazy. Uh, that bit of, like, Luke, like, vaulting from, like, cliff face to cliff face is it's not Mark Hamill, but it is a practical effect. Like they really had someone do that. Wow. And it's insane. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I love Ray being like, wait, watch out, be careful. And then he like yeah. just glares at her, like, really? I've been doing this for years. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah. I live here. <laughs> now just imagine me doing this with a little green Muppet on my back. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is interesting that the, uh, it's amazing. Almost everything you said was wrong is kind of the quote that has supplanted the quote from, uh, uh, The Force Awakens, where it's just, that's not the Force or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the, not how the Force works. works. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I love yeah. that Luke gets to use the, like, everything you just said was wrong, like, multiple times in this right? movie. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, and he calls it back. Um, Mark so, Campbell yeah. was the best cr- grumpy old man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he yeah. did a great job. I feel like he was channeling his Harrison Ford. Oh, man. But yeah, no. Sam, you brought up the fish grandmas. Um, oh, my God. Yes, fish grandmas. I love the fish grandmas. They make me laugh every time. Uh, I called them the fish grandmas. Uh, this I really loved this one because there were lots of things in this movie that I have since learned the names of, but I will always just call them <laughs> whatever the first thing uh-huh. I saw um, on the. So uh, we see Luke uh, milk the titty sloths, um, <laughs> God. Uh, which I now know are called the Thala sirens. Uh-huh. Um, we see uh, <laughs> we see the the fish grandmas. I love. Um, the yeah, there's just. Yeah, those are the Lanai, and they're the they're the caretakers, and they have the pi- oh, there's that whole deleted scene. Yeah, where, do you guys know about this deleted scene with the caretakers? Tell us. So there's a deleted scene where it's like during the training montage kind of thing that we're talking about, and it's 
Uh, it's when Luke is like, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you, but we're going to have a few lessons. It's after that part. Um, and one of the things was like, oh, uh, like she sees a, a boat like coming to the island and she's like, what the heck is that boat? And he's like, oh, those are the men. They come and they pillage and they light the town on fire and they, you know, do all these terrible things. And she's like, well, we got to stop them from doing that. And he's like, no, there's a balance to this, you know, place. This We got to let these things happen. We can't interfere with the cultures. And she's like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go and like save the fish grandmas. And uh, she goes down there and there's like fire and stuff. You see smoke and like it's crazy. And she's like all ready to like beat people with her stick. And she gets there and it's just a big party because the men have come home. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, the men are here. And then she's like and he's like, you always run up. You don't think you don't assess the situation. You just run with your stick and want to hit things. And he's like, that was like the lesson was like. You think you know Take what's happening, time. but you yeah. don't. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wish that I kind of do like that deleted scene. There's a few there's very few times I'm like, oh, man, that's a cool deleted scene. But that's one of them. Right. And of yeah. course, she causes some problem and the entire party stops and stares at her like, what the hell? Yeah, because <laughs> she breaks everything in the in the. Um, yeah, the caretaker's not happy with her. Right. No, I always think my all. cabbages when she breaks their cart. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. It's so funny. Uh, I did learn something about the fish grandmas. Uh, yes. Yeah, cursed, she said. They're not, fi- they're not fish. Uh, they're considered an, uh, 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 an avian species. They evolved from oh, the same no. evolutionary the tree as the porgs. Oh, oh my no. God. They're distantly related. No. Well, like I hate us that. and chimpanzees. Yeah, I but know. Like but the... also, like, looking at the two of them, I'm just like, y'all are, I guess, okay. Wow. I can but, see But, like, it. When, you see, when you see the full-bodied lanai, they straight up just have bird feet. Like, they're just <gasps> claws. Like Never going to see them the same way ever again. <laughs> the look on Sam's I... face is so good. I'll see them the same way again once I repress this. Right, yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Chewie is looking at that porg, and the reason that he does he tosses it aside and decides not to eat it is like, wait a second. These other things are also like this. They're also birds, oh. and they're bigger. Bigger. Hang on. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, can we talk about that scene? Which one? He, Chewie's always thinking with his stomach. Oh. Um. He full on killed a porg. I was saying this roasted, to Cass. This exact thing. <laughs> yes, roasted, roasted two it, rotis- like rotisserie uh-huh. style. He like took yeah. time. Yeah. It looked good. It looked <laughs> really like, good. He, he, he seasoned a, it. Yeah, it looked awesome. Probably, Probably smells and then, amazing. Yeah, he. Yeah, and then he sees a porg, and they look sad at him, they and he's just so like, oh. sad at him. Are you telling me they weren't looking at him sad the entire time <laughs> <Yeah>. he murdered, <laughs> plucked, seasoned, and cooked two of them? Let's be real. Porgs are not the brightest birds. <laughs> they probably looked at him like that because they're like, we're hungry. Oh, because they're begging. They Ow. don't know. They eat their wounded. They they don't know what he's eating. They just see meat. Yeah, here, here's my theory, Norman. Yeah. 
in the entire time that Chewie was cooking and seasoning and braising <laughs> and uh, broiling and basting that particular bird, he was only looking at that bird. He was and, like, fully he only invested. had eyes fully invested. And the first time that his eyes finally get to come away is when the bird comes up to his mouth and his eyes are finally able to see over it and make eye contact <laughs> with the crowd that had surrounded as this was happening. <laughs> Can you believe what this guy's doing? (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, this guy's got to have his own channel. This is some top level chef. It's already cooked. Just eat it. Just, just eat it. Don't waste. You've come so far. You've come so far. Exactly. So now this pork died for nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two of them. Yeah. He just chucks they it back. There's so many people lesson. I know who would die for the bit. He died to be eaten by other porgs off screen. I'm not convinced well, Chewie no, doesn't. The, I'm not convinced <laughs> Chewie doesn't literally have a bag of porgs next to him <laughs> <laughs> to take back He's on the Falcon. Just, I, well, I love that the was evolution. a really well cooked porg. I assumed there's a bag of pork crackling. Porg crackling. <laughs> I love the He's evolution like, of this. Though. He's he like gets... Leia's gonna want one of these. She's not gonna believe it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring these home well of course but of course he'll have to lay it on uh on the bed so that uh leia wakes up to it in the morning yeah because exactly. he brought her a gift <laughs> no that's cat behavior chewie's clearly a dog he, that's true i'm sorry <laughs> he he, he feels so guilty that he lets them start nesting on the falcon let's i don't believe it yeah. it's all a trick yeah <laughs> Really they get funny. very tribbly, not to oh. bring up Star Trek again, because they are like little furballs that are embedded them. in the. <laughs> He's left some quadrum triticale on on the Falcon, and they're just <laughs> reproducing now. Oh no! I mean, they're clearly a, a a good source of food. They populate very quickly. It's yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Um, so porgs canonically are also on Batu. Oh. Um. Yeah. So can, can you eat them on Batu? Uh, can you order like a like a, a pork wrap? You can't order the food. They're not food on Batu, but I know they're on there be from the Galaxy's Edge VR game. Um <laughs> they show up all over there um all over the place. So um I think they're probably an invasive species because like you guys said they reproduce very quickly and if they don't have their whatever their natural predator is on Octo, they probably just there's too many of them. I'm not just assuming the fish grandmas are eating them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they must, right? We never see really anything else that would be eating them. I was like, oh, there you are. Okay. Can people hear me this time? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just hit new recording and let this start again. Uh, okay. I already restarted my audacity, so I think it'll be fine. I have not okay. stopped my audacity. It is just still recording. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah as long as y'all's audacity is still going, going, we'll be perfect. Yeah, my um, the cable that plugs into the back of my microphone is like just loose enough that it gets finicky if I touch it. And I think I must have bumped it or something. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I was going to say I'm not an audio expert, but don't don't touch it. Yeah, I'm just going (laughs) to not. I'm just going to not. I'm just keep my hands in my lap and behave. But you know what this did now? Now the order is all screwed up. (laughs) Now Norman's in my top left. Yeah. Sam's still in the same place. And Kestra's in the bottom right. So now it ruined everything. Ruined. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) 
Um, okay. so where were we? Oh, we're, we're talking, talking about, about the. We're done with the fish, fish grandmas. Yes. You were asking people uh, their favorite. Is there anything moments? else anyone wants to? Anyone wants to bring up on Octo? Uh, the cave, Ray in the cave. Love Ray in the cave. I like Ray in the cave too. I actually. What do we think that means? Because I think I've always been. That's one of the ones that I've never really dug too far into. I remember my dad, and this was back when I was talking to him. He was. Like afterwards, after the film came out, he was like, "So, what do you think about the cave?" Like, he like started going into like this very deep thing. I was like, "Dad, does it really matter? Like, like, are you? Why are you going so, so, so far into it? Like, you? It was very, very odd conversation. I, I really don't know. Like, my mind's been like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, but like, I don't know." Yeah, it's it's I feel like it's obviously supposed to be the same as the as Luke going into the cave. It's like paralleling, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like poetry at rhymes. Um <laughs> but uh it I think the Luke one is just such so much more of a straightforward we know what it's saying, mm-hmm. we know what it's yeah. symbolizing right. and this one's like so much more like up for interpretation. Yeah. I I kind of have my own my own idea about the, this yeah. like mirror cave thing with Ray, uh, and it's also kind of me uh, when I was going into Rise of Skywalker. This is like a like a have your cake and eat it too thing for me because yeah. I was <laughs> I was on board with like Ray Kenobi the whole way through because I thought thematically it was more interesting if like they kind of like we we got to see another Kenobi Skywalker battle at the end of this saga the way we did at the end of at uh, of the prequel saga and to kind of top everything off it's still like a Kenobi and a Skywalker, like, kind of still struggling through the Force. Like, it, it just thematically fits. But I've always thought that this thing in the cave wasn't a confirmation of, like, Ray nobody. It was the cave showing her what she needed to see, which was that she can just be her own person no matter where she came from. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't saying that her lineage was totally unimportant. It was just saying that she can make with her life whatever she wants. Yeah, that's something that I always thought, like, it was just, like, it's not that your family and your lineage don't matter because they they sort of do, but you're your own person and you can form your own path no matter who mm-hmm. you come from, where you yeah. come from. Yeah. I I kind of got the same thing, but I like it's also dark side of the force cave. So it's like it, it, it like a little bit is like you're focusing on the wrong thing. Focus on you keep looking back and seeing your own perspective through things. Start looking forward and, and mm. focusing on what's in front of you. Mm. There's think... a whole cyclical aspect to it, too, especially because yeah. she, you know, raises her hand and everything raises it, too. Yeah. She snaps and she can hear the snap go around and come back. Um, it, uh, it, it invokes very much the imagery of the Avatar. In yeah. Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender, where Aang is mm-hmm. the self, Aang is a person with his own personality and soul, but he is part mm-hmm. of a lineage. He is part of a, a of a larger song. And even though they're all rays, you could argue that that's kind mm-hmm. of like going back to what George Lucas was like in when he was writing Star Wars, which is the idea of like the hero, the Campbellian mythic hero, repeating itself mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. Has anyone else Let's other go than with that one? I like that one. Other than <laughs> yeah, maybe no, Norman, I... has anyone else seen e- Neon Genesis Evangelion? 
Yeah, there's, a smidge. There's a bit, <laughs> Sam. In you that sound so sad. Where, the, where uh, I don't a character like it. <laughs> in that who is also named Ray has this very similar thing of like the string of all the different versions of herself and like that identity crisis of like who am I when I am just like one of this set of like all these potential other versions of myself that I could be that like and there they all are in that tank. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, the, a... that's the difference there is that she's literally a clone, I... but. Good thing I have a switch right here and someone has to reach through me to get the switch. Uh, what a great show. There's and a then lot, everyone there's turns a lot into wrong tang. with that show, but uh tang, the, the, the imagery is drink? so it's so strikingly similar and they have the same name and it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, um I actually really like kind of what uh Nick was saying there where it's like because it does connect with Rise of Skywalker a lot better that yeah. way, where it's like I am all the Jedi. She's part of, yeah. It's she's part of. She's not just her. She does her lineage does matter, but her lineage is um um it her lineage is look at all the thing you know all the people you came from the Jedi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's her lineage is the Jedi, and the Rise of yeah. Skywalker is. The no, rise of only her. blood. Yeah, <laughs> she it's, is it's the rise the of her taking over that mantle that Luke kind of left. Yeah, like no, um, like it's not. Dropped. I'm not. This isn't over. You have to go through me. I am all of them. I am not just. You're yeah. not just fighting one person. Yeah. You are fighting a thousand generations of masters extending beyond their masters, leading mm-hmm. up to me. And the line draws here. You are not getting past me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Um yeah, I like that interpretation a lot. Yeah, I was I was legitimately bringing it up because I'm like I would like to hear everyone's thoughts <laughs> on the cave because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um So, uh while we're on Octo, uh, I think there's one more pivotal scene that happens on Octo. I think yes, it's easy yes. to kind of think about these in uh planet order. Um <laughs> and since uh, we're the re- making this a thirsty uh uh, yeah, obviously podcast. we got to talk about Yoda. Obviously, the sexiest, <laughs> sexiest Jedi of them all. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, I think Sam thought you were going somewhere uh, else. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, god. Uh, yeah, well, second sexiest t- next to Operancisus, but um, oh my god, Tim, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I also like uh, Operancisus, but I don't think I'd call him a sexy Jedi. Well, what is Operancisus? He's a prequel Jedi with a lot of hair. <laughs> and he's a oh snake. Oh my god. Yes, um, and he's a snake. Then why does he have hair? <laughs> That's yep. what I was thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway. A lot uh, of animals who are secretly another animal in Star Wars. Right. Yeah, That's there's a lot of that. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, I like, uh, the return of Yoda. So Yoda, so, um, I love this scene, this scene. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's like the rug in Big Lebowski. It really pulls the room together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, it, without this scene, the rest of the movie doesn't work for me. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's, it's. Yoda shows up because he's, you know, Luke feels like I, I let her down. I, you know, everything's awful. 
Um, like she's left, she's doing exactly what I did, you know, like it's all, you know, I'm screwed up. I'm a terrible teacher. I screwed up mm-hmm. when I, you know, when I lost Ben and now I'm losing her. Like it's all, it, I suck. And he comes and Yoda shows up and lights the tree on fire and we get the, the memeable, the sacred texts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, page turners, page turners, they were not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that he robs but, he robs Luke of that moment of like making this mistake in like mm-hmm. this anger at himself, and he's just like, no, <laughs> no can't do that, buddy. Yeah, this needs to happen. Yeah, and to 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 go back to General Hugs for a second, I yeah. one thing something I really I love I love everything about the Yoda Luke scene, but when he like burns the sacred texts and it just cuts back to him and he's like giggling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of he's telling Luke, like, hey, man, like, don't take all of this so seriously. Like, yeah, I did that. And look what happened. Right. Yeah. It's also seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's it's also just mirrors perfect because the first time Luke sees Yoda, he's a little runt sitting there on a log. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's so it's it's like very like the imagery is the same it's like yep there he is again uh sitting on a log i got very emotional um, when i saw this movie in theaters and saw puppet yeah Yoda. it's yeah. so good yeah um but the reason he's there is to give luke another lesson which Kill if the there's past, a reason to use force, you have to. force ghosts that's <laughs> what he has to do yeah I mean, like, if this were, like, a sixth grade English class, like, this lesson here is, like, the theme of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people who really hate the movie just did not, this didn't sink in with them. Because every time I get in a conversation with with those people that hate Last Jedi, those people, um, they, I bring up the scene and I'm like, this is the scene, this is why the movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, I never thought about because like, he's he tells them he tells luke he's like yeah i told you to pass on what you have learned and he's like yeah of course like moving rocks and you know all the all the cool jedi stuff but like failure failure yeah, is all. the biggest teacher yeah. and mm-hmm. that's the most important thing and so like pass that on pass on what you've learned and, and luke is like damn you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like literally, like yeah, that's that's that. But then you zoom out and you look at the storylines of what everyone is doing in the movie, mm-hmm. and basically every major character in the movie fails. It's yeah. a movie about failure. Um, and I love that. And I think everyone who anyone who's like, well, the, nothing really happens, and it's like, well, you're missing the point of the movie if you think nothing happens. People failing is. Yeah nothing happening like that's it's important like it's yeah i just love that i love we are who they grow beyond Mm -hmm. uh it's such a great line from yoda it is um so many good lines from yoda just in this one movie and it's he's in what five of the other ones five of the other movies and i think this is this one in empire it's the best yoda movies for sure yeah absolutely um like and it's yeah and it's kind of like it, it this movie's only six years old which isn't a super amount of time but coming back yeah. to it to you know rewatching it for this podcast it's already hitting different like just because i am that much older 
And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, getting older is like me, whether it's parents or family members or old teachers or people that used to be mentors, you're now starting to see them as peers, two old people sitting on while watching the sacred tree burn, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. together. <laughs> and it's a surreal experience. I was like, I was like, man, like I was really with Luke this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But also talk how beautiful it's... the inside of that tree is as a set. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I mean all the sets yeah. uh in this movie mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. We're uh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so we obviously had to talk about that. Yeah. That's that that's the linchpin scene of this movie, I Definitely. think. It's really if um if Yoda can't yeah. enjoy his time in the afterlife by trolling Luke, he's wasting it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. Yes. He, he enjoyed making Luke go crazy being like but but the sacred text but what are you doing yeah. why are you doing this th- th- this is not what you told me and he's like yeah this is exactly what I told told you to do right. like yeah this- and also also correct me if I'm wrong Ray stole the sacred text right. Right? I think Yoda yes. knows that yeah Yoda well, says, Yoda's specifically uh, there's says, nothing in that tree that the girl Ray does not already already possess right which he says in a yeah. cheeky way so Luke so, is like oh of course I mean like the lessons are more than the books all the books. knowledge yes. that she's yeah. learned yeah. But, but Yoda is like <laughs> no she literally, yeah. literally has the books she's got the books <laughs> yeah. but I remember afterwards I was like oh yeah she there, there's the text and and then I talked to someone else they're like oh yeah they destroyed the text I was like no they're they're there the, they're on the falcon they're on the they're, falcon it's a clear yeah. image they're like, the no they're movie. not i was like yes yeah. they are they're right we watched there the movie. <laughs> yeah it's a big deal they're books in star wars right yeah they're, this is the first time there have been books in star wars right kind of crazy there's an entire library in the prequel and no books and this is yeah <laughs> the first time we have paper books they're older than computers <laughs> yeah it's really old in star wars which who it's knows really how old. who knows how time works in star wars right no idea um no one knows. Also, and they uh, hadn't inv- this is a long time ago in a galaxy far away. They hadn't invented time yet. Also, like, how many other instances are there in, like, Star Wars of a Force ghost using the Force to affect the physical world? Ooh. Um, force ghost Ben hits his head on a vine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know though. if that's... That's true. There's a physicality. Uh, yeah. Um... But I don't know how much the yeah. There's not a, actually there's not actually a whole lot of force ghosts in the in the um, trilogy or right. in the in the in the, in the saga, franchise, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but like even in the extended universe, how much do force ghosts even like affect the physical that. world? Because I don't think yeah. it happens very often, if at all, that I can think of outside of Yoda summoning this lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Gary and I read for one of the one of the deep dives. We did uh, a certain point of view uh, and we did a story in that, which is a a collection of short stories. And in one of those, there's a um, short story called uh, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, which she later made a book called Master Apprentice, which didn't really wasn't quite the same. But it took place at a different time in their lives. But yeah. Yeah. Um, But this was took place during. A New Hope, and it was Force Ghost Qui-Gon, from Force Ghost Qui-Gon's point of view, coming to talk to Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really talked about, like, what it was like to be one with the Force and then fully separate yourself. Yeah, like coalescing into a single entity. 
Yeah, from, from so that you have to so that you can talk to your old friend because that's what he needs yeah. right now. It wasn't so much. Oh, I want to be. It, it, it's almost not painful, but uncomfortable for the being to not be one with the force anymore <laughs> because now they have all the, you know, things. So it's like, it was kind of interesting to hear from the perspective of a force ghost, how to un one with yourself, all un one with the force yourself. <laughs> um, Weird. And yeah. So Yoda is doing that for Luke, which is very yeah. nice of him. Just a- and in terms of interacting with the physical world, they're speaking and you can hear them, which means that they're vibrating sound molecules, which means that right. they have to be interacting with the physical world. That's how sound right, right. works. That's yeah. mm-hmm. I think I always just took that for granted and it was just like, ah, it's like telepathy or something. I don't know. I yeah. also assume yeah. telepathy yeah. or something. If like, if like Han Solo were standing near Luke while Luke was talking to Yoda, would Han hear Yoda? Oh, he's crazy. Right. Or do you have yeah. to be in tune with the force to interact with the force ghost to see it and perceive it? So no for a while, uh, up until Rise of Skywalker, I had a fan theory that all of the force ghosts were just Luke figments of Luke's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> because we only ever see it from because Luke's perspective in the we movies. We only ever see yeah. it from yeah. Luke's perspective. So <laughs> that's really they all take the form and of then the rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah rise of skywalker ruined it but uh yeah. no he, d- he just passed on that particular form of space madness to ray there you go yeah. <laughs> there you go um i mean i also had my theory that for a long time i had my fan theory i love my dumb fan theories but that me too Luke, Ray Ray was Luke's hand that grew back. Oh like my a god, arm. I forgot about oh, this. Oh god! Oh, like, um, like the, the other the the other number ten doctor and doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. yes, 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 exactly like that. Um, but that's why the lightsaber called out to hers because it had been held by that hand before. Um, it's Luke. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Here, here's it's the thing. Literally, Luke's hands. I feel like however many years ago after force awakens came out that that was like the theory people were doing to try to make her a uh, skywalker is that she was just a clone from luke's discovery because well, there's Cause, precedent like, for they that. found that they found the lightsaber therefore they may have found the hand it was in at the time yeah uh because there's precedent for that in the comics and a lot of the actually a lot of the comics that well, we did you know, on the show on yeah. uh i can't remember the name of the comic now though Wild. um dark empire dark right? empire i think it's mono's hand of fate <laughs> yeah. Um so there's a lot of that, but then um yeah, Mono's the hands of fate. One of but the no, Vader um, comics, one of the recent Vader comics has Vader on Exegol, and there is just a hand in a tank there. And it's not clear that it's Luke's, but I'm pretty sure it's Luke's. <laughs> well, not to get into Mando talk here on yeah. this last oh, Jedi, boy. But no, no, y- Nick, this is Hando talk. Hando talk. Uh, <laughs> that's where we are. You now. Know, we don't know that Yoda's. We don't know that Yoda's never <laughs> lost any appendages, and we don't know where Grogu comes from, and we don't know why they're after it's Grogu. True. Maybe you know. This is why he's the why Pedro Pascal is not allowed to call him Baby Yoda, because he is Baby Yoda. I don't know if that's. I don't think that's true. But like, the, I've been thinking this all week, mm. and it's stressing me out. <laughs> That's so funny. I that feel like actually... I, I feel like Pedro Pascal is just very into if a thing has a name, you respect the name. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That would make sense. But we all called it Baby Yoda for like weeks. Well, because we didn't we know did. his name, right? No, no one, no one, no one's ever changed their name before. <laughs> but it just became <laughs> a meme on the internet, and now the meme will never die. Yeah, I mean, it's what, a meme. it's what we all collectively exclaimed at the same moment when the pot opened up. <laughs> It's Baby true. Yoda. 
Let's wait until he says what his name is. No, we yelled out Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that that is true. I mean, I had a friend member who gifted me a Baby Yoda, one of those Baby Yoda robot toy things for Christmas yeah. one year, and it's more of a toy for my children. And uh, they'll play with it, and they'll start saying Baby Yoda, and then they'll go back to Grogu, and then they'll go to Baby Yoda, and they and they're like, "You haven't even seen the show. You're just getting this mm-hmm. information from me." What are you going to stick with? <laughs> stick stick with one thing, please. That's oh, amazing. I'm just saying. I'd be really crazy yeah. to get like a live action Kamino in, in Mandalorian, you know, like I'm the oh last one. I, I can't stop cloning. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but no, we did, we did attack the clones last year. We're, we're done yeah. with that movie. <laughs> we're done with the Kaminoans. Uh, we're going obviously in uh, Sam order, in chaotic, <laughs> in yes. the order. It's just like random. Uh, we're just we threw the numbers in a in a hat, and we're just pulling them out, and that's the order we're doing the movies in. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's the only way to live a life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that pretty much covers Octo. Should uh, we, we talk about Porgs. the slow speed chase? Before we get to yeah, let's talk about the slow speed oh, chase. Yeah, uh, are we not going to talk about shirtless Kylo? <laughs> we should. Oh, we, yes. okay, yeah. Let's should talk we, about let's, shirtless let's Kylo. Talk about, let's talk about the force connection between Ray and Kylo. Yeah, yeah. that's actually yeah. good. Yeah, that was the shirtless third thing I was. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry. We totally. <laughs> I was literally talking about Yoda. Totally glossed over it to talk about Yoda. <laughs> yeah. The first right. shirtless scene <laughs> in Star Wars is right. where my head's in. <laughs> I love the awkwardness of that scene so much that Ray is just like, oh, my God, please, please, no, put on something. Well, you know, we talk about how, like, you know, there's this lovely, beautiful moment where Ray feel, you know, sees rain for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Yes. We don't know that. that. We don't know that Ray's never seen pecs before. (laughs) Astonished. Men. (laughs) Yeah. She can't deal with it. Uh... (laughs) No, she's supposed to it's, hate him, and and with him shirtless, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's a little more difficult for it's her. True. It sure is. Oh no, he's hot. Uh, it's also the first time I think we've seen anyone who has. It's implied that they shower, right? Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> in Star Wars, uh, we we later see it again in Andor. Uh, well, wait, that we see someone showering. Solo Solo came out after this, right? Yes. Because yes. Han showers with Chewie in yeah. that movie. That's true. That yeah, so this this really broke the seal on showering in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so, truly, it was a new hope. Yeah, they bathe. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Chewie and Chewie and, uh, and Han shower together. Um, um. Yeah. Okay. So so we have like m- several conversations between. Um, Ray and Kylo in this movie. Uh the first of which being is it when she like first wakes up like after spending the first night on Octo, she ends yeah. up shooting a hole in the wall. Yeah, that's it. That's the second yeah. one. Is that oh, the no, second you're one? Right. That's, that's, right. that's the first one. That's the first one because yes, right. she does <laughs> that and then one. she goes outside and then there's this they have this little conversation like I can see you but I can't see where you are. Can you see where I am? Oh, I love like yeah. analytical yeah. Kylo Ren, yeah. the boy who grew he, the up studying the Force. The first thing he does is like, "What's like, going on? How yeah. does this work?" Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't possibly actually be here. It would kill you. Hint, 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 hint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, uh, so much. I think arg- this is arguably the the Kylo 
Ray stuff is such it's it's kind of, it might be like the heart of the movie and the movie's biggest legacy because like mm-hmm. the, the 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 hold this ship had on on fans for years. Oh man, know? yeah. Off the strength of the script and Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver's performances and like this was unlike any character dynamic we had seen in the Star Wars movies before. In yeah. the commentary, Ryan Johnson talks about how hard it was to come up with like ways to keep Ray connected to other characters because she's on Octo for most of this movie. And so you have her connected to Finn through the little beacon that she brought with her. Uh that that Finn picked up when um when Leia drops it. Uh that like they continually cut and show those beacons between the two of them uh for sequences to like keep them the friendship connected there. But then also he was like I really wanted a way to ground like Kylo and have her and Kylo talk to each other. And they went over like a bunch of different like th- like thoughts of like how to how to achieve this uh, before settling on like this sort of um, it's like telepathy like force connection. It's like right. yeah, and yeah. I really like this because without without this telepathy thing, um, the the final battle um, in yeah in the throne room would not have worked at all with with no. Kylo turning right no. Yeah, like this is no, and- it's so interesting because like I can't imagine what this movie would be like or what Kylo's character arc would be like without this connection because yeah. almost yeah. everything we learn about why Kylo is the way he is is because of this in this movie. Mhm. Because he's talking to Rey. Right. Right. Well, it's an escalation, right? Like this is not the first time that we've seen we've not seen any like direct like telepathic like conversation in this way before but we know that different force users have been connected in various ways we we see like leia knows that she has to go back for luke on bespin Mm -hmm. and we cut between the two of them to show that they are connected to each other we see uh the same exact thing happen with leia and kylo earlier in this movie when he's on his bombing run outside their Mm -hmm. ship before like the command room gets blown up he doesn't pull the trigger because he and his mom have that moment where it cuts back and forth between the two of them and he can't yeah. bring himself to do it. It's one of the other gunners that shoots down the, that shoots out the command room. And so like, right. this is just playing on something that we've seen happen before. Um, but it's been dialed up in a way that I really, I really enjoy. Right. And all the connections like that in the, the saga movies are only between family until Ray. Yeah. Which I think is like one That's of those true. things that led a lot of people to wonder if they were kind of going to do solo twins, which is where I was like when we were getting but, into The Last Jedi, like before the movie came mm, out. Like I thought that's kind of where yeah. we were probably headed was kind of an adaptation of the solo twins. Sure. But yeah, that's Snoke later in the movie straight up says I did. This. Right. But then. Yeah. Yeah. But then it and continues. Then the third past movie, it's him. like, no, no, they, no, he didn't. Yeah. So I uh, what I don't know. And they ended up being I called think it's a an dyad. interesting yeah. Yeah, like which and ends up being a little silly. I think it's a a good narrative device. I think it keeps the world fresh and alive and it's a creative way. I don't know if you guys know this, but Ryan Johnson's really good at finding a creative way to solve a, a crime or a mystery yeah. or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and oh, this is really? one of movies like times. that. Yeah. Should do more of that. He should, yeah. he should do that more, <laughs> or at least a TV show. <laughs> constantly, like forever, yeah. in order yeah. to keep me in particular entertained. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, 
I like the the connection. I just thought that I, the Snoke connection is the the weird thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if we if we we'll talk about that when we get to the the throne. Yeah, room. let's talk about Snoke. Well, well, for real quick, I did want to talk. So Gary yeah. mentioned something where he's like, "Oh, we need to come up with a reason for because Ray is so separate from everyone in this movie, and that is actually going back to my which VHS tape would I pop in the most? Um, yeah, it's like I don't. It's it's a bummer to me how everyone is spread out for most of the movie. Where like the sure. reason the reason I can throw on Force Awakens again and again and again is the fun and chemistry of seeing Boyega and Ridley bounce off each other and watching yeah. this new new friendship and I just want to like watch them go on adventures and that is something Rise of Skywalker has that this movie doesn't is we don't even get the fun like Hoth stuff like at the beginning of Empire where we get mm-hmm. them bouncing off each other and right. I can appreciate that because it's like oh we have to challenge them each they have to give them each their own biggest trial yeah. and this movie totally does that but it's like oh man I forget that they literally when Ray and Finn hug that's the first time they share the frame together and it's like storytelling points but also like ah and then Poe really awkwardly has to be like hi I'm Poe Dameron yeah Yeah. Yeah, they don't even meet till the end of this movie I was about to say that exactly it's a shame I love that yeah and like it would have been really cool if by Rise of Skywalker we had more time with them as a group together to really feel that family that the last yeah an animated series that takes place in the like brief couple year window between these two movies. Right, but 100%. you still can't show Ray and Poe. Yes. Like you can do that, but you can't show Ray and No no oh, between, but, between between Last Jedi and Ray of Skywalker. Between Last Jedi and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think you could I yeah. think you could build up a lot of good uh good stuff in that window that would elevate Rise of Skywalker a lot. You probably could. I know I said that earlier, but yeah. I really do. I, you probably could because one of the things that would really probably do that is seeing more of Leia training Ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Or but like, that's even you know, more yeah, like, uh, now. Like yes. Rose. Getting yeah. to see Rose be in the group more. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. I think what's interesting about the way that everyone is separated, though, is I think it actually helps the bittersweet of the ending land because everyone had been mm-hmm. so separate for so long. And then there is this big emotional climax where they're finally reunited, but it's not in victory. Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in survival. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, yeah. we made it. <laughs> you know? We did it. Like literally the entire rebellion fits on the millennium. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like 20 people or something. Actually. And my, my favorite line in this whole movie is the last line spoken in English. Oh, which is when Leia says, we, ha- we have everything we need. We have everything we need. Oh, yeah. yeah duh. Obviously. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What's the last line spoken not in it, English? It's something, something that the little something serpent boys Skywalker are saying. Skywalker came and he took them all yeah. out. Oh, it was fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. metal, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think the last line spoken right. is got actually it, got like got their got boss it. yelling at them as they go out the door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> lips mcgee so let's uh we touched a little bit on snoke let's let's talk about snoke uh um, because him. he was the new mystery after this movie i love I his like. i love his gold cloak i love his how yeah he's yeah. such a showman so cool well first of all andy yeah. circus andy circus uh, incredible I yes i love andy circus great. he's my boy he's great uh, they uh, they set up the motion capture rig in the throne room, like above that set, so that Andy Serkis could perform against the actors in that sequence, wow. rather than having him do all his stuff separately. That's awesome. I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. It's awesome. It comes across so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love him. I think he does a fantastic job. I think um, you have... Uh, I, I, 
he's just evil for evil and like it's it's the palpatine without the palpatine and i love that (laughs) and then we find out well actually (laughs) yeah that's the thing is well there's a little bit of palpatine but you know what i mean like it's uh oh norman i love i would want to please him no go ahead well i'm actually really really glad norman that you're here because one thing that i was thinking about because this is i think this may have been my first time watching blast jedi since rise of skywalker came out and so I'm watching all the Snoke stuff and I'm like, that's a, that's a God, that's a Palpatine clone. You know, I'm like, yeah, how much? And then I'm like, this is kind of reminds me of, you know, another famous villain who is known to take deceptive shapes and take on other forms is Sauron. Right. Ah. And so I guess I just, I, I was going to say Loki or Loki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the it's master. like, you know, the, the, the decision to make Snoke just a facade for the big villain was one of many decisions in Rise of Skywalker that was much derided. But I'm like, well, there is kind of precedence of like a, a great evil taking up another form to deceive. And yeah. so I guess I just wanted to get like your thoughts so, on that. Like I. I actually I think initially I kind of had some pushback against like the whole Snoke is a clone thing because it felt like it was just taking away what it felt like Kylo's journey in this movie was. Because if Snoke is just a clone of Palpatine and the Palpatine comes back, then what has Kylo freed himself from in this movie? And it it feels like that's really important to where Kylo is going to go in the next movie. But then it's just it's kind of abandoned for a whole bunch of reasons. Um yeah. So, like, I think it it makes the Snoke-Kylo relationship less interesting that he's a Palpatine clone. But I also think that it being a Palpatine clone makes greater thematic sense in relation to, like, what Palpatine is in Star Wars, what the Emperor is, and what the Sith have always been. Yeah. Like, so I think it works thematically, but I think it just kind of – I think it fails Kylo's arc as it would have carried forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I – yeah, th- this is part of why Rise of Skywalker annoys me is I think Snoke represents for the dark side what the tree represents for the light side in that it's like it's this holding on to like, oh, we picture the dark side as being this like old, decrepit, evil guy kind of sitting on a throne and his machinations are taking control of everything. And this movie, and part of why I liked it is that everything's kind of taking the next step forward of uh, Kylo Ren is going to become the, a new kind of dark side in the same way that Rey is going to become a new kind of light side. And that's what made it so interesting and compelling to me is that like, oh, there's, you could have that moment from Avengers where there's always going to be a man like you. And it's just, oh, there's just going to be an old decrepit Sith sitting on a chair monologuing. Mm-hmm. Or we can have a more representative form of dark side that kind of appeals to a younger audience beyond the fact that, yeah, a bunch of old white guys are always going to try to destroy the entire world or young white guys. Right. Or young white guys. I really like that. Yeah. That's also true. Yeah. 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 But give the young white guys a chance to destroy everything. I think that's what what makes Kylo so compelling as a villain is that, yeah, I think so this... too, and that's that's why I think he is betrayed right. by the by because he's, he's young, he's unstable, he has all of this like all this stuff behind him to carry him forward. He's got this inherited power, this inherited position, and he has no idea how to use it. 
and he can't control his wrong. emotions. So he just goes off the handle. He's so unstable and he has so much power yeah. that he's so threatening. And some people are like, yeah. oh, there's silly <laughs> tantrums. I'm like, no, that dude is terrifying. Someone with that much power. Yeah. He's, just... a, chao- he's yes. a chaotic version of Jack Horner from the new Puss in Boots movie. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, I don't or like, necessarily think Kylo's wrong when he says, like, let the past die. Like, yeah, yeah, they need to move beyond the structures that have existed for all this time. They're only causing problems for both sides. Right. That Literally, that's the <clears> theme <throat> from both of them. And then they both take that interpretation and go different ways with it. It's yeah, so good. Right? And I think that's <laughs> like, they're, yeah. but they're both what, kind of what Sam. <laughs> the movie is right. kind yeah, of saying yeah. they're both because... wrong. Yeah, yes. because they are yeah, too. Fine. They need synthesis. They need to. They are both yes. saying two valid things, but they have their for their polarity. They are like it's a, and like to go what Sam was saying about like Kylo Ren being like a new kind. Like we never really empathize with Vader in the eighties. I assume he was the boogeyman, <laughs> you know. But like, yeah, going in twenty seventeen and being like, whoa, wait a second, like he's the emperor, but he's kind of like has a point, and I think I kind of want this guy to win in a way that I never wanted, like Palpatine to win or Vader to win. Yeah, yeah, he has his motivation that we see and we also can understand based on what we see through his background here with all the flashbacks and and the information we get from Kylo's background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It was going to be a big subversion of the classic Star Wars: attractive equals good, ugly equals bad. Right. Yeah. Man, like some, I love everything that happens in the throne room. Uh, oh, the yeah, throne room is the throne room is so good, amazing. I love yeah. it is the, the coolest fight. set. Andrew and I, when we fir- when we first started watching it at home, we were just like, okay, now we're going to watch everything that's going on with Kylo Ren and, and who he's fighting. Okay. Now we're going to watch everything that's go- like now this time that we're watching it, we're going to watch Ray. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's awesome seeing all the different yeah. fights. There's so much yeah. little yeah. stuff in the way that the throne room is put together. That is just incredible <laughs> to me. Like for one thing, I think it's really interesting. And I think it was like one of the things that they kind of made sure to show because people were like, how did Ray beat Kylo at the end of force awakens during that force, during the fight in the throne room, Kylo is mm. fighting three people at a time and yeah. ray is fighting uh-huh. one and they are struggling the uh-huh. same yeah. amount yes yep and then and then we see lots of different things it's like oh i didn't even think that like like i i would never have thought of of that dropping the the lightsaber and turning then, the lightsaber and off it, and then catching it with yeah. your other hand uh-huh. oh. yeah it's, it's, it's so, so good yes <laughs> and no one dies a more brutal death than the guy that gets the lightsaber through the eye through the eye yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it's a, so quick a couple things brutal. i mean like on a thematic level like in the movie that we're watching this is like one of right. the most cathartic action scenes because you're getting to see two very emotionally volatile characters that have dedicated a lot of time and energy into penning up their emotions, just going feral. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it's really cool that like rise of Skywalker is a movie where about Ray kind of grappling with her dark side and making peace with that part of herself. And that is inside of her. And in here, she's like, just like animal roaring and like scraping and yeah. full scrapper junker survival mode. And it's like, yeah, it's great to watch. But then going back to Tim, you're asking us about like, what are some memories, you know, of watching this for the right. first time? And I will just never, it, it, never forget, even today watching this, that, you know, after Snoke dies, like, you know, just hearing the crowd like audibly gasp. Yep. Yeah. Because like for mm-hmm. 10 blissful minutes sitting in the movie theater, all bets were off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I remember earnestly having the thought, is there even going to be a third movie? Like, yeah. 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 Are we done? Yeah. And that doesn't, that's, <laughs> and the more franchisey movies have gotten since then, like, that's never, that doesn't happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Because you really and question yes. how it could go anywhere else, right? The, like, you're thinking yeah, about it, you're yeah. just like, what can happen here? What could they do? Well, <laughs> Even just like leaning into leading into the scene, the thing that I really love, um, like in before they get to the throne room and they're talking to each other and both they they touched hands on Octo in that last interaction between the two. And they both saw this moment together and both of them are convinced like, you know, you're going to join my side and help me. They have the same vision and they interpret it completely differently. And we have this one moment of unity between the two of them where they both think that the other has turned sides. And it turns out that no, like their interest aligned in this moment for them to have this fight. But it's not going to go the way either of them thinks when it's over. When the when the when the blades are down and and the enemy is defeated, like they still ultimately have different ideas about what what to do going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love. I am yeah. forever obsessed. The ambiguity the, of like the force is always great. Like I love this. This is my favorite Star Wars movie, and I I love the ending of this movie. But I am forever obsessed with the what if they had started a third path together. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind yeah. of like you know they say the Titanic is a great movie because every time you watch it, a part of you kind of thinks this time they are going to be able to <laughs> you know tilt the ship and. It's like that where you're like, even though you've we've all seen Rise of Skywalker, you know, or like we know how this uh-huh. even this movie ends. Like, what if this time one of them's able to like convince the yeah. other one yeah. and they are they can make it these crazy kids mm-hmm. can make it work. Right. <laughs> we want it so bad. Yeah. Seriously. It just speaks to how well um, they built the relationship across the movie leading to that moment. Because all of it's such a shame that Ben doesn't survive mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It's a shame who? <laughs> That Ben Ben Solo doesn't survive yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Because what little glimmer yeah. we get of like who Ben Solo really is is just really fun. It's really good. Um, like when he kills all the of his friends. The past he needs to let die is this anger and aggression <laughs> he's been holding on to. Go to therapy, my bro. For sure. Yeah. Everyone God needs therapy. <laughs> I mean, everyone in every fictional story ever needs therapy because, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's where the yeah. drama comes from. That's part of the Big fun. Big Jack Horner. Yeah. The, yeah, because like every conversation that they have in the movie just like leads up to this moment perfectly. Like I, I hadn't really thought of it the way that you did. Like you put it just there, Gary. It's like they see yeah. this moment, but only part of it together when they touch hands yep. like that. I never really like put it together in that way, but that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, um, it reminds me it's silly to make to like call in on Rebels, but it reminds me of a moment in Star Wars Rebels where Ezra and Maul have like the two holocrons they're trying to like divine where obi-wan kenobi is or whatever like they both view tatooine but they both come out of it with different things like ezra wants a way to destroy the sith and maul wants hope and they both see obi-wan like ah i love that shit oh man darth maul and obi-wan and rebels is like one of the little bits of that that i've watched it's so good (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's it's very good. Another another thing I really want I haven't watched Clone Wars, but I've watched Rebels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I one thing I thought about, I'm really glad I got to be on the show to talk about this is so I, I know that when I watched this in 2017, there was a lot of clone most Clone Wars I hadn't watched. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hadn't even started Rebels. 
uh, I hadn't read however many Light of the Jedi or, you know, older uh, uh, High Republic books, you know. <laughs> so, like, every time Luke, ev- everything about the Jedi, everything about, like, the thematic stuff, it just hit a lot harder because every line about, like, the Jedi were idiots. Now I'm thinking about, like, Avar Chris and yeah yeah you know like all these other stories and characters that i'm attached to and it just adds like weight to it and mm-hmm. you know in defense of more star wars you know yes. yeah so yeah. i remember when rise of skywalker came out and i came out of the theater not liking it but a lot of people on my facebook feed were like oh this was amazing last jedi was awful and this was this redeemed uh this this trilogy and and everything and then i was like but i really liked last jedi and uh and then they're like but so so you're one of those people who who've like seen and read uh, extra things to to star wars right i was like no i've i've really only seen the the films itself and they're like well then why do you like it and i was like uh why can't that's fascinating because the people in my life who didn't like last jedi were the people who had read all the supplemental yeah. material. Yeah, that's kind of what I what I got yeah. too. It's really interesting. Um, because they have this. I mean, and I feel I love it because you know, we're back on Octuno. <laughs> uh, but they they mention what did you want? Uh, me to show up and face down with my laser sword and face down the, the first entire order. First order, yeah. And he's like, you wanted Luke Skywalker, the legend, not the man. Uh-huh. And it's like that's exact. He's literally addressing those fans. Yeah. that are well, like. Ray and Force Why Awakens is a stand-in like, for us, right? Because she yeah. hears Luke Skywalker and she goes, I thought he was a myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then at the end yeah. of this movie, well, he becomes he, a myth. I mean, like, it, it's inter- it's yeah. fun that yeah. way. Yeah. He faces down the First Order laser with sword. a laser yeah. sword all by himself. And he winks. <laughs> yeah. he w- I mean, it's also Luke Skywalker speaking to Mark Hamill, because Mark Hamill didn't like the script originally right. either, because yeah. he knew too much, and then, like, get sit down and be convinced, and then he, like, right. loved it. But, yeah. Also... Yeah. He had, he had to be brought he around. He doesn't also, uh, Luke doesn't just talk to the audience in this movie and those fans. He also winks directly at us in this movie. Like, yeah. It yeah. 100% <laughs> that, breaks yeah. the fourth wall. He winks at the camera. That, that wink, um, <laughs> always broke Andrew down. He was just like, oh, that wink, <laughs> that wink that he did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's such, it's so fun. Like, Mark Hamill just like winks at the camera and it's just like, you're about to see some serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) On the topic of Mark Hamill, you know what really just kind of breaks my heart, but in like the best way is every interaction Luke has with R2. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Just to stay on Octo, we're just going to keep doing the sacred text. When he steps onto the Falcon, Mm -hmm. when he steps onto the Falcon for the first time in all those years, and he like reaches up and pulls down the dice and he like talks to R2 and he tells R2 like, Nothing you can say will ever convince me to go back. And he just plays Leia's message again. Yes. The most emotionally yeah. manipulative oh. little douchebag. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Though. Oh, R2 is such yeah. a jerk. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, R2 knows how to, like, he knows Luke so well. He knows how to to, to get him and be like. He's been there mm-hmm. since being... his birth. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of grumpy old men, R2 is yeah, like right. the most grumpy like, yeah. old man. <laughs> Seriously. It's, yeah. it's so ironic to me that this movie has, to, to some, a, a legacy of like, this ruined my childhood or this movie doesn't get. Because like, even in an age where like nostalgia is everywhere, nothing, I literally feel like I'm back in my childhood home in those 
moments, you know, just hearing yeah. like Mark mm-hmm. Hamill's voice and you know, little moments like that. Yeah. Like I saw Star Wars for the first time at such a young age that like my some of my first memories of just like sitting down and watching movies with my family is watching Star Wars A New Hope. So like I've had this image of that little hologram of Princess Leia in my mind my entire life. So it just gets me. (laughs) They uh, in the commentary, Ryan Johnson mentions that they found like the original plate that they shot that hologram message on in order to recreate it for this movie. That's incredible. That's That's awesome. That's amazing. And uh, the Yoda had to shoot it at the exact same angle and everything. too, Which is funny. (laughs) I, I also remember when people called out, like, the... I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was the Yoda doing the lightning or, or the Luke Skywalker astral projecting himself. But I remember on Twitter, Ryan Johnson uh, did like, man, some people really don't like this scene. And then he pulls out, like, some book from the 80s of or 90s of, like, Jedi powers, flips to the page, yeah. points to it, snaps it closed, ends the video. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. And it's, it's so good. Um. Yeah, Tim, in the in the interest of, of of making things a bit thirstier on the on the show, yeah. um, for just testament to the filmmaking, to the actors, the when when the two when Ray and Kylo's hands are like just about to touch, yeah, maybe this is just post lockdown, Nick, where just any kind of human contact is just extra charged. <laughs> but I was just like, oh man, like. Yeah, and then yeah. Luke busts in. And he's like, I, mean, I told you to keep testament. this door closed. This door open. Hey, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a testament to to Daisy Ridley and, and Adam yeah. Driver too. Uh, yeah, they're able to to play like almost, and it is actually like the like like what Norman said, like the the dad walking <laughs> in on the kids. Yes, that's kind of what's happening there, yeah. right? Like they're. Luke they're not playing doctor, but they're kind of playing doctor. You know what I mean? Like, like they're they're doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing, no. and they're messing with stuff that they have they're no idea what they're doing. Other. It's yeah. fine. And then yeah, and then dad <laughs> shows up and blows up the house, um, which is overreaction, but still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't see the fish ladies mad at him. <laughs> yeah, no. they have an True. arrangement. They know better. Yeah, <laughs> they have an arrangement. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, oh man! But yeah. Um, so when do we talk about anyway, rich people? Throne, throne oh my god! Can we yeah, talk let's about talk rich about, people. Let's talk about. Um, can't bite. Okay, wait. So we have to talk. We have to talk a little bit about. We we never actually talked about the slow pe- sp- slow speeds chase, which what sets okay. off oh, us right. talking about the rich people. Uh, Don't it's have a, a lot to say here, right? They get away. They jump to hyperspace. Um, Poe gets gets in trouble because all the bombers have died in, yeah. as a result of his attack. Yeah. He should have called off. To blow up one ship. It was such a dumb call. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's right to call, be mad right? at him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's funny, I think, I think Poe's arc in particular is one of the ones that I find most interesting in this movie. Because on first watch, like not knowing like what this movie is about or where it's going, it is so easy to root for him because he is the hero character from the last movie. He makes a mistake at the beginning of this one, but like he, he, all he wants to do is like protect the rebellion. And he doesn't under, he's not brought in to like hold those like circle of confidence. And I don't think he deserves to be either. No, but no, but on that first watch, it's so easy to root for him. 
only to watch him fail. And it is the most painful of those failures. I, absolutely. I think there is. I, I wrote this down because I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I think there is a line that muddies Poe's arc very early on when Leia is uh-huh. admonishing him. And then the other the the Imperial for the First Order forces show up and immediately she's just like, no, go do your thing. Yeah. I think that undercuts okay, how it starts. Starship and blow thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do I get agree that. Because, um, yeah, it is because, yeah, she's like, you can't always just jump in the next wing and go blow shit up. Uh-huh. And then like two seconds later for comedic comedic effect, it's like, I need you to go jump in the next wing and blow shit up. up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. It's like, no, sometimes you do need to. But it's yeah, his his think, arc is yeah. more about learning when he needs to do that and when he needs to not right he's supposed to be a good soldier too like you got to follow the chain of command my dude calm down yeah there's a really good follow-up book to this called resistance reborn that is all about like poe having to step up and like make amends for for his bad calls and try to like re-energize the folks in the rebellion that have remained and are standing behind him um that i think is really solid and like kind of shows his struggle with like stepping into leadership, going from being like a pilot and hero in that way to like actually having command. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's good. Cause that's kind of continuing where his arc is going here mm-hmm. because Poe fails a lot as he, we, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, he starts off failing and then just keeps, keeps Continues it going. He, got, he keeps it running. Taking those L's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so he uh, so does he's got this like up. plan, right? That gets that he and and uh, Rose and Finn decide that like, okay, we need to go. They talk to Maz Kanata, who send them to Canto Bite to find this guy to like crack the code so they can sneak aboard Snoke's ship, so they can stop the device that allows them to track them through hyperspace. Also, and... is Maz Kanata union busting? What is she doing? <laughs> she <laughs> says my like, union no. dispute. I don't know what she's doing because. Yeah, she says a union <laughs> dispute, but and she is a business owner, so yes, I think she might be union busting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> it is a little not, messed up. There, not, there's there's no defending it. And, yeah, uh, not cool, Maz. This is also the last we um, see of digital Maz Kanata. The last time we see her, she'll be a, a practical effect. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She's a practical effect in the next mm-hmm. one. I did not know that. Um, that we really need to see the animated cartoon to see how she made that transition because that that's tough. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big process. It takes it's a lot out the, of you. It's in, in the, the, the uh, Rescue the Rangers. Rescue Rangers uh, movie, the Chip yeah, and Dale movie. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, there's just they some, touch on it a little bit. There's just but. some great old, you know, old fashioned Ryan Johnson cracker turns of phrases. You know, he's a poet with a blaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good stuff. Uh, Ryan gotcha. describes him as that a James me of Bond Brick type. Now I, I really want to go back and watch Brick. Oh yeah! Oh my Brick's god, Brick is so good. Yeah, I, I need to see it. Yeah. It's good. Great, great movie. Um, but there's a lot of. It's basically the whole movie is that. It's just like weird turns of phrases and like very yeah. quippy dialogue that like some of it's 1940s, some of it's just made up for the movie, yeah. and it's really hard to tell which one is which. Tell him I said <laughs> I know where he eats lunch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, Maz is really thirsty for this guy. Very. Maz is so thirsty oh, for this guy. I mean, I Maz is thirsty. She's a thirsty character. <laughs> right. She she's is a thirsty like, character. Where's the her first boyfriend? time we see her, he's like, where's my boyfriend? Yeah. I like that Wookiee. Like, yeah, her hit, her uh, hit list that we know of <laughs> is Chewbacca and, and that guy. And yeah. Justin the master yeah. code breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who, which I love. It, 
the master code breaker is the one at the yes. table, mm-hmm. but yes. then we just then get we some get... other guy. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I remember for a while as a kid, it was like, did they just happen to find be in the right cell? That's lucky. No, 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 no. no. They just, we just the they, they the were master very lucky. They just, they just found Justin yeah. Trudeau. <laughs> Kind of going back to uh, to what Gary said about this is a movie about failure. They don't get the right guy. Yeah. And they don't get yeah. the right guy. Yeah. It and never it gets terribly fail. for yeah. that. Every <laughs> step of the way. Yeah. This whole this whole uh the whole Rose and Finn arc is them kind of like, we're gonna go do our thing and then falling out of the tree and just hitting yeah. branches. Just making a choice. And, they get arrested because yeah. they parked on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> Why did they do that? Like that's my first Especially question. Especially when they're like, uh, we, they, when they told them parking. not to. It's like <laughs> yeah. they couldn't pay for parking. I mean, valet they're... is so expensive in this part of town. You know what? <laughs> they don't have to pay. You only pay for valet when you pick up your it's a uh, thing, so you can figure out another way. Yeah, to get but you off have the... to give them your keys, and they had to move. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a D and D campaign where you're like, okay, you were supposed to get that guy, but you get arrested, so you're just you're never gonna get the master code breaker. Uh-huh. You know, we're just yeah. gonna roll with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I this love section, the introduction of I'll, DJ. Oh my gosh. He's very good. He's great. He They're like, no, we don't pocket, want your help. And then he just casually breaks out of the cellar right. and walks um, away. I do want to talk about, because one of the things I did love at this, and it, uh, it's one of the things I did see in the, um, what's it called? In the, um, I don't know if it was the making of or whatever, uh-huh. but the intro to Canto Bite in the thing is a very clear Brazil homage yeah. Oh, yeah, where uh-huh. they go through the, and they have the music and everything that's like mirroring the, um, mirroring the music from that movie and everything. And I just love that, that it's like just you, very obviously they're just like, yep, we're just going to do this right now. Do you know how they did that? Uh, they took a camera. <laughs> and they, they, set up, <laughs> they set up two dollies on either side of like where they needed the cameras to move and they put like suspended it between them so it's traveling like it's moving across like over all the tables like it's one long shot and all of the actors all of the like um the like background characters that are like around the tables and in this had to just like be in the sequence for their moment while they're on camera and then immediately duck out of the way so they wouldn't get hit by the camera rig wow wow that's amazing it's that is great. Apparently they had like a different plan and at, on the day that didn't work the way they wanted it to. And they were like, well, we got this other thing we can make shift together. And it, it worked. Work. And it's great. It looks so good. Yeah. It looks really great. Yeah. And I, I love the, the, the nature of this scene and how it's like, yeah, someone's got to be making money off of mm-hmm. all this war. Yeah. And let, let's uh, and let's show those fuckers and let's show how much we hate them. And I really love that. It's like, OK. They sell stuff to the good guys and the bad guys. Like and it's, the bad guys. It's yeah. it's both sides. It, the, for them, it doesn't matter. They're just making the money. This is the right. moral dilemma, right? That like Finn finds himself in because he hasn't like truly become part of the rebellion yet. Mm-hmm. Like he's all he's only here for his friend. Yeah, and um, we see this moment where like Rose is trying to appeal to him on the one side is like the angel on his shoulder being like. We're fighting for the things we love. And DJ's just out for himself and the things he cares Mm -hmm. about. And Finn has like a critical choice to make in this film about like, where am I going to end up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't know. I find it really fascinating. I would love to know like what happens to DJ in the future. Yeah. It's another, yeah. Yeah. It's in the animated series. (laughs) Yes. That Jen D. Tartakovsky is going to make. (laughs) 
It's it's so I, cool. I do really like this section, but it also is my least favorite line in the movie. Which one? The which, which line? My least favorite line in this movie is, "But it was worth it, yeah. though." It's like, no, it fucking wasn't. Everything make, you hit every branch, yeah. yeah. And, and then when they and when he's like, "It was worth it, though." Make make them hurt is like tear up the city is like you you it it's a rich city you did you didn't hurt them they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine no no i don't think he understands that they're gonna be it was worth it and then rose takes the saddle off of the space horse and then she goes now it's kind of it's the corniest line in the movie it's it is it is yeah um it yeah they didn't do more damage than like one hut bachelor party like yeah (laughs) it's just gonna like uh they gotta redo entire speaking of the the horse chase the you know that c set piece yeah you know uh tim you said something where you were like man you know this is one's really good love this movie but you got to give it up to empire you got to give it up to the classics is i'm watching the the horse chase the cat horse chase and i was thinking man i don't think we talk enough about the like whip smart diamond sharp editing of like the endor speeder chase no yes yeah and how those are yeah. like model kits that they found in a garage and you you play that today and it's like they filmed it yesterday and it's so yeah exciting it's, it's holds up very yeah. very well and yeah this is the, okay so the 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 father chase race thing um first of all was already upset because I was definitely bait and switched when they, when you hear the rumble and they they're like oh the race is going I'm like pod racing we're getting I pod racing pod back so I was like I was like ready for pod racing to come back uh, but alas it is not pod racing uh, it was basically dog horse racing yeah um, but that whole shot running through the city and everything uh, first of all it's hilarious that it was longer. Like like they they cut it down. I think it's uh, long. There's there was like a, it's it's long. It's, as it's already very long. Like and like there were more scenes. They wanted it even longer, which is that's yeah. the funny part to me. But um, it feels like a Harry Potter section. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Like just visually, yeah. and you know, it's John Williams still. You know, it's just yeah. like there's a like the the lighting and everything and the 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 color palette of what's going on. It just felt. <sighs> If yeah. someone told me they did this in a Fantastic Beast movie, I'd believe you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it just, yeah, it just a lot of things that kind of felt, I'm like, okay, you know, I like Harry Potter, but <laughs> it was just like, you know, it was weird. Yeah. It was like a weird, it, it felt, it felt strange. And I think, I, it, I think that, I think if they even, because a lot of people are like, this is, this mean, this, you know, a lot of people hate this whole section. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how much of it is that, is that too? Like visually it looks different it doesn't than feel like star almost wars. all yeah. of star wars like um i mean in all of star wars all we're seeing are poor people in armies yeah exactly. of course it's going to be weird that we're going to yeah. see something yeah. else that comes later yeah, no and i like I, I i do like seeing the the other side of this uh oh i mean like know, the casino uh, we, is like i could i could have lost 10 minutes just pausing yeah, looking through every inch of the casino yeah so. yeah. yeah um we kind of think uh, I'm trying to think of like seedy areas that, you know, obviously Tatooine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got the cantina. Um, we see, um, the, the like den, the looks like the, it's like a bar slash like a sports bar that they go into that when they're chasing Zam Wessel mm-hmm. and attack of the clones. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of like a, uh, like a little, uh, casino type area. Buffalo wild wings. 
Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it kinda, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, with with le- lower lights. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would have loved a Narshada type. Did you guys anyone oh. play like any of the video games or seen of that? But there's there's like a casino planet that exists in the EU. Uh, it's been in a couple video games and uh, well, and I think lo- what, and books I think the stuff. difference here, right, but is Narshada is like the seedy underbelly style. It's like it's like downtown Vegas, Narshada. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- yeah, this is definitely Monte Carlo, which I I, I do like yeah. Monte Carlo. So like I get what they're what they're going yeah. for, but um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Before b- that's that's just I like. And before we leave Canto Bite, I do just want to say John Williams is having so much fun. Like oh the, yeah yeah it's, yeah. It's, yeah I I do think that Canto Bite is you the can... part of the movie that feels the slowest. And yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And I don't know what they could have done differently to make it feel like it it's clipping along like the rest of the movie is. But it's weird how much slower Canto yeah. Bite felt than the rest of the movie when I rewatched it just now. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it definitely feels and. Uh, Maybe part of that is that, like, Rose is a new character, so we don't, she doesn't really feel like she has her feet under her yet, like, in the story. Like, as we're going along, we're learning about her as we're in Canto Bite and, like, all this other stuff. And it it feels like it's slowing the movie down a little bit so that we can learn who Rose is, Mm -hmm. so that her moment with Finn at the end ultimately, like, means something. But it it does, it did feel like it slowed the movie down. It's interesting you say that about, like, them figuring out Rose specifically because, um, one of the other things that I really liked about the director commentary was Ryan Johnson talking about how, like, they had an idea for who Rose was when they wrote the script and wrote the character. And then Kelly Marie Tran brought such an interesting energy that they, like, almost rewrote a lot of, like, her stuff to um, kind of encapsulate who she on set was and, like, how she interacted with other people and, like, gave a different kind of energy to, like, who this character was. Um, Because apparently before she was a lot more, I don't want to say stoic, but like there's a lot of like dwelling on the loss of her sister and a lot of like um, just more serious, like dialed into like she's a rebellion soldier kind of character where like I think that that Kelly brings a lot more heart to it and that that really like encapsulates who she became in in the story. Thematically, all of this Bite stuff is like really important to this movie. But I just I feel yeah. like for some reason yeah. this part of the movie is just it feels slow to sitting down to watch it compared to all the stuff on Octo right. and all the stuff on in the the slow speed chase. Yeah. You know, Gary, what, what you um, said about uh, like, yeah, because Ro- I think Rose and also uh, the char- a character I don't think we've talked about yet. Amalyn Holdo. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think they're such important. Both of them yeah. are such important characters in this movie because to counter Poe. Right. Poe looks like the traditional Star Wars hero. He's a good looking guy with a leather jacket and his shirt's open and he's like can do attitude. (laughs) And Holdo and Rose are like, like Holdo is like her outfit is pink and light and feminine and soft. She's in like a floor length dress and she's got her nice purple hair all done up and like. Yeah. Is not the stereotypical soldier. And but she's like a tactile a tactical master and a and a war hero. And yeah. Rose is like the heart of the resistance. She's like the mo like the, the heart the heart of Star Wars, you could argue, you know? Yeah. yeah. But she's yeah. not a badass. She's just like kind of a dorky, introverted 
mechanic. I mean, she has a big badass introduction. Like, the moment where she stuns Finn and then she gets framed in the window and you just it's see great. her, like, put her stun thing away. <laughs> it's little, so good because yeah. she stuns Finn after she fangirls about the rebellion hero, Finn. <laughs> just like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the resistance hero. I really like Rose and I really like how Kelly Marie Tran acts and portrays her. Me too. And, and I think I think it's a really, really phenomenal job. But again, yeah, there's just something about I feel like maybe it's because we were Cantobite feeling so slow is because like we we've been building up and then suddenly it's like we take a, a turn and yeah, this is important for the rest of the film, but it just feels like we kind of went back to exposition kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not as punchy yeah. as what we've seen up to this yeah. point. It is a lot of exposition and it's a lot of explaining nuance like directly to the audience through DJ and Rose. Yeah. More profiteering. More profiteering. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it's funny. That's uh, obviously a very, um, almost like a real life moral. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is kind of how the the world tends to work. Uh, and uh, my boss, actually, he's. This is the reason he doesn't like Lost Jedi. He's a war Jedi. profiteer. <laughs> he's, he's a war profiteer, <laughs> and he's like, "What on earth? You can't have propaganda hey. against." Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, it, he's like, I want, uh, like just silly, fun, good guys, good, bad guys, bad. That's what a lot of people want. Like, I don't want, I mean, like, to like, uh, and I can he respect loves... that attitude, but I feel like that attitude is the same one that doesn't realize that, like, the Empire is America and the rebels were Viet Cong in the original, right? Trilogy. Like, explicitly, like, yeah. George telling yeah. interviewer people yeah. interviewing him that for years, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but this is, I mean, yeah, I can kind of see what they're like. It, it goes back to everyone's got different things that they yeah. love in Star Wars. Yeah, right? sure. totally. Like his favorite is Return of the Jedi. And then he likes Rise of Skywalker probably after that is mm. like, those are his. He likes the finales. <laughs> he likes his finales. He's a big finale yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, um, like I always talk, you know, I liked it when I'm talking to people and they're, they find out I'm a Star Wars fan and whatever, um, they they always are like, oh, you want to talk to me about Star Wars? And I like to ask them which one's their favorite and then why. And uh, I think they are always expecting me to argue with them because that's kind of how Star Wars fans have that yes. reputation. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the guys I was talking to, his favorite of all time was Attack of the Clones because he wanted all he wanted was since he was little was to see a whole bunch of jedis fighting with lightsabers yeah and it's kind of crazy that that's the only movie in star wars that's given us that yeah it's that like true you know what it, else gives that to you jendy's tartakovsky yep. jendy tartakovsky's seminal work clone wars the animated <laughs> also features shaggy the the, yeah. the jedi shaggy uh <laughs> who's literally just shaggy it's so um, good. The fact that his name is Shaggy yeah. is great. Yeah. And, you know, peak clone trooper. I, I love what Dave Filoni did with the clone troopers, giving them all personalities and souls. But the, like, heartless mechanical killing machines that are in the Jenny Tartakovsky versions are, like, really entertaining. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They're so I mean, they kind of have follower. souls in that one, too. That's true. Yeah. Everyone's got um, a soul. Everyone's connected yeah. to the Force. Yeah. That's what we've been talking yeah. about this whole time. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every rock has googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, we'll just we'll cut to the ending here. Uh, I love crate. The design oh, crate of crate might crate. be one of my yeah. favorite planets. I love crate. in Star Wars. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. How do I get one of those foxes as the a crystal? Pet? Okay, so yeah. the crystal critters are my favorite 
favorite critter, Star Wars so critter. Good. I love them so much. And then when we went to Galaxy's Edge right at the first time after after it opened, yeah. um, I went to the creature stall where they have all the porks and everything. And I was like, so where are the crystal critters? And they're like, the what? And I was like, the Voltex. And they're like, the no. what? And I was like, you <laughs> no. know nothing. I hate no. this. <laughs> and I love the crystal critters so much that Andrew found me a t-shirt some on some part of the internet with the crystal critters on it and i love it so darn much incredible yay <laughs> i love them they are just uh alolan vulpix yeah they're very fox-like uh, <laughs> which yeah. is the best vulpix that's true alolan yeah, vulpix true. is objectively uh, cuter than the original um that's yeah. true uh tim i think you mentioned earlier yeah, no. like Oh, like, oh, or Sam, I think it was like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is soldiers and, and the trenches and guns. And it's like, just when you think they're like, well, they're not going to get they they, they 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 do that, too. Yeah. 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 They honor. That every, happens in this movie. There's you, literally trenches. You get a bunch of rough looking 40 look like 40s character actors in the trenches, like with one eye. Squinting, Gareth Edwards. Right. Gareth Edwards. <laughs> you know, it's I, I, I love all that, like getting ready. Just it's a bunch stuff, of guys yeah. that look like the pilot that flies up the up the spaceship at Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, they are back. <laughs> <laughs> they are back. It's true. Uh, the I love the gorilla walkers. I think they're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love crate being covered in like salt. This salt. That yeah. like you rub it away and there's just like the red crystalline underbelly. And, yeah, like, and visually just the white and the red uh I, is just so right. who came I, up with that? I remembered yeah. it from the trailer and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a cool a cool planet to see. And yeah, it definitely <laughs> yeah. it definitely is. It's rad. It's so one awesome. of the, the things I feel like we like that I I really love about it that I feel like we don't think about when you think about crate is the like the cap the red caverns that like the the falcon flies yeah in, um mm-hmm. when it's going, so it's cool so cool i'm it's like just so like cool. it's like big crystals everything's crystal based it just looks so pretty i love crate so much that's yeah. such a rousing um, moment we when, also like, know that in all of when like all hope is lost Please. and like those those the speeders are going on that death run and then you see the shadow of the falcon that's such the, a good yes. shot yeah. yeah that first shot where she takes out like three three tie fighters in one blast is so cool right. yeah it yeah Ugh. right chewie's flying the falcon <laughs> and ray is in that spot that luke was in just like oh my god this is incredible like yeah. oh i yeah. like this yeah this is awesome <laughs> uh-huh why would i ever fly this thing yeah. i get to watch stuff explode from down here <laughs> yeah <laughs> this movie's so good it's so yeah, good it's great really great oh man um and then luke shows so up. and we've got yeah, and then luke yeah luke shows luke shows yeah. up to face off the first order and so much about this this is one of those that like once the internet blew it up i was like oh my god that's the coolest thing that like yeah all the little clues that you should have known right that uh-huh. his hair is trimmed luke, that he wasn't actually there he comes His from hair's nowhere. Trimmed. He's using the lightsaber He's, that was blown up two yeah, scenes ago. He has Jedi cloak instead of um, his weird old man, like just yeah, stuff clothes. They clothes. very but purposefully. In the moment, sh- yeah, when you first watching it, you're just so excited. He's there. He's yeah. There. yeah, yeah. The the footprint. They're, yeah, 
<laughs> they very purposefully show the footprints mm-hmm. that yeah. he's not making footprints. This is another but you're one of those like, things. Oh, Ryan like, Johnson in the uh, in the commentary talks about like we gave every signal that this yeah. wasn't including Luke winking here. at you. Like, it's such a mystery writer. It's also, such a mystery writer thing to do. Also, the with- the fact that the the like salt falling doesn't like like spark off of luke's lightsaber but it does spark off of yeah. kylo's like things i didn't yeah. even notice until listening to him talk about it to be like oh you really went all in yeah yeah and that goes uh, to the to the to the knives out of it where you know you watch a benoit blanc movie the second or third time and you're like oh they're not even hiding a little bit what what all of this <laughs> no, is yeah. no. you know? not even a yeah. little bit i i listened just... to um spoilers for glass onion but i listened to the glass onion commentary Same. not that long ago and he talks about like no we just showed him switching the drinks like we just show that on screen the first time it happens like and then lie about it like we show the the phone in miles pocket like yeah it, it's yep. right there I, I just I love that. Yeah, Ryan like, Johnson. His I still haven't watched to... Glass Onion. I still want to. Oh, so it's I'm, good. <laughs> I'm ignoring things that are. Yeah, of course. Uh, I definitely want to. I just haven't had the time. There's a lot of stuff to yeah. watch. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So that's just the just conversation. Awesome. It's such uh, the I, conversation I, between I, Luke and Leia breaks me. Like, oh yes, it that breaks oh, me. Is oh, especially I'm a twin so myself, so like seeing like luke comfort leia and like apologizing for this stuff and he's reconnecting with his twin sister i'm like i have a twin sister so like this this breaks me on some level it just like cuts right to my core he gives her that little goodbye kiss on her forehead before he walks out there damn and of course she knows exactly what's happening yeah because she doesn't feel him but then there's like the projection of the dice in her hand yeah Yeah. which persists after his death which is really one of those things yeah because yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 uh, well, it that, persists after it persists after his death but what if it's because leia was keeping them there because uh, yeah. they were in her right. hand she would have then had to put them down and left them there for her son right yeah yeah she left them there which means that now she's projecting them interesting that's interesting wow. i like that i like that a lot yeah it's also like metaphorically like her letting go of han finally too yeah, yeah. 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 Man, that's um, rough. They hate that ship. <laughs> they hate that yeah. ship. Yeah, I love that that we get two moments when Kylo's right like ev- put everything you have on this. We have him telling them to shoot down the Millennium Falcon out of the sky, and then we have him at say no, put everything you have on this one More. this one guy right there and more yeah. and more Every and then afterwards we have the, the brush at the shoulder and just being like just the one little brush no, whatever <laughs> it's so good it's awesome i love it's this hilarious and yeah. it was uh there were several moments when we were in theaters that i was like oh this is when the film's gonna end it's just gonna end on this big cliff cliffhanger like right as the all the weapons are going to shoot right at at luke or right right when kylo ren is about to fight luke like i was like oh this is this would be a really great point to just leave the film off just just stop it (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's one of the coolest like finales i think just yeah literally he it's it's been foreshadowed the whole movie all the things that are like yeah it's and then it wasn't yeah. you know he was a astral projection yeah. and then like yeah. even then kylo and ray's connection is foreshadowing this astral projection at the end of the movie yeah yeah right yeah 
Yeah, so it's like everything is yeah is leading up to this which is he just has to be a distraction long enough for them to get away like that's all he's got to do yeah and and they like escape through the caves they follow the crystal critters they hit that wall moving rocks where all the rocks are blocking the rocks and so ray saves the day by floating some rocks (laughs) rocks. (laughs) but also we 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 Jumped right over the like the piece of crap old skiff speeders that they all fly. Oh my god, yeah, the, the mono skis. Oh, they're so cool. yeah, well, yeah, going back to failure, cool. they all die and then they retreat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I ever really that hit me this time. I'm like, God, even that is like they just, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out. You know, they had to turn and it nothing didn't work out. So much failure in this film, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like it is like they don't win. You, 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 no. you yeah. fail. And you fail, and you fail, and you fail, and sometimes that's how life and you is. Learn, and you and you grow. Exactly. And you, uh, yeah. And you have that great line from Rose where she's like, that's not how we're going to win. We're not going to win by killing the thing we yeah. hate. We're going to win by defending the thing we love. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's sad. It was sad walking out of the, knowing walking out of the theater, because like, it was a blissful two and a half hours, where I'm like, this movie's going to solve world peace. Everyone's going to love this, like I do, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, no! But, but so, so many, I remember so many people, you know, particularly male fans were like, ah, Rose stole Finn's hero moment because we're, condi- want Finn to die? we're conditioned fuck. to like, no violence and death. That is honor. And, you know, going out in a blaze yeah. of glory. But Rose has the she wisdom to be like, no, like I, I know what it's, I don't talk to me about heroes sacrificing themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. Seriously, I, yeah. I know the cost of that, and I'm not going to watch someone I love do that again because, like, you have mm-hmm. a greater purpose to come, Finn. Like, yeah. your life means more than your death would. She just lost you her have sister, to ta- like, hours ago. Days yeah. ago? Well, you don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. Some amount of time And we ago. need Finn in the next movie to tell Ray that he has to talk to her <laughs> and then not. I'm for it. There, there was this Twitter video someone made where it was like Han about to go into Carbonite. And he was like, like, uh, Leia's like, I love you. And then he's about to say, I love you. But someone badly dubbed like, I'm force sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Despite um, li- liking that Rose has her heroic moment as saving saving Finn, I really don't like the kiss. I, I it just didn't pay off for yeah. me yeah. at all. Considering how slow everything moved um, earlier, this seemed to be moving yeah. a little fast. Yeah. What yeah. I thought yeah. of what I thought of yeah. the kiss this time, and I think this is the first time I ever noticed this because I'm yeah I'm like you, especially kind of like yeah, it's like oh I kind of liked how they were friends, but you know, but like he's. So she's technically kissing him to distract him from the cannon about to blow up the doors. So it's almost kind of like in that moment, she's telling him, reminding him, like, no, don't focus on that. Focus on this. Like, here's I'm going to like kiss you. Yeah. Yeah. Be present in the the future. Be present in the in the moment that you're in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I, I like that. I don't even remember if if they're if they're a thing in the next movie. They even bother to like check in on that. Well, she's not even in the she, next she's one. Barely they in the next they one. did well, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. That is correct because she is uh, a beacon of light, and they decided to put a towel over it, and it is the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. because Rose is wonderful. Yes. More yeah. work for more work for uh, Kelly Marie Tran. To be fair, we, both we can't let her, her be the and... mechanic on the Falcon because we have to introduce Claude. 
The, <laughs> no, no, wait, no worm guy. We need to stop because if you say one bad word about Claude, <laughs> I love Claude. I'm it sorry. Might end I, the I, I shouldn't slander Claude like this, but also I am it not a Rise of Skywalker Rose. fan, but Claude is a perfect character, and I have no notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, oh, I genuinely don't remember Claude. He's Same. he's, he's uh, it, but it's fine. It's he not has important. maybe he has maybe ten seconds of screen time. <laughs> like any great he Star is Wars just character. a giant worm with big old that eyes, has big old eyes, and like him, antennas. Though. And he's a mechanic somehow. somehow Unclear yeah. how he picks up any uh, <laughs> tools or anything or works on the Falcon, but uh, love him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is not a Rise of Skywalker podcast. No. We're not talking about Rise of Skywalker. Um, there's uh, this. So, uh, so, okay. So, Ray Ray is able to, like, move the rocks and, like, get all the Rebellion out. They're able to get onto the um, Millennium Falcon to escape. And it's too late for the Rebellion to catch them, right? Like, it's it's Kylo has, like, picked up the dice and the dice have disappeared in his hands. And we get one final moment where the two of them are, like, force connected. And I love this moment so much because... Ray is on the Falcon and she looks out and she sees Kylo there and she hits the button and she literally closes the door on their connection. I love that too. I was going to mention that because it's just so, just so wonderful that she's like, okay, I, I guess we're not on the same path and we just gotta, I, I have to do what I think I need to do. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So good. I forgot. Who... It's not quite an accept. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of an acceptance of like you aren't anymore the person I thought you could exactly. be. Like she wanted to redeem him this whole movie and realized that she couldn't because it's not up to her, it's up to him. You can't change someone. Yeah. <laughs> no. And and you shouldn't and you shouldn't have to put all of your energy into trying to change someone or, or hoping that they'll eventually change if they're not willing to meet you halfway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The uh yeah. And, the, and like the the uh oh man yeah no it's it's just so and like there's not even any lines like they don't need to say anything no. it's just all you're you're with them at that point you know exactly what they're yeah. thinking and and he's alone yeah. in this like empty industrial cold space and she shuts the door on him and and she's in a small and place she's full surrounded of friends. by friends yeah yeah it's yeah. just like those all that's needed is the visuals it's perfect uh which so, we also yeah. glossed over in this climax, uh, the big Holdo lightspeed crash moment. Oh my yes, god! Yeah. How, oh, do we skip yes. over that? how do we gloss over that? Because that—that's we addressed it right at the beginning. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We just talked about it at the jump. <laughs> oh, I don't care so what anyone cool. says about how all, it breaks all anything. The audio I don't dropping care. Out, it's so yeah. sick. The, it it does. So it's cool. so good. And I love that it's just silent. Yeah, and yeah, and you just see it. And then suddenly there's noise again, and it's just like I will I love, never forget how it felt to see that in the you theater. Catch your, I know you catch your breath, and you're just like, oh, "I'm God. not breathing." It, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Just one of the coolest. Wow. That shot where they it's, pull all the way out, and you see Snoke's ship fracture, and then all the other ships break, and it's just it's so satisfying. Or when they, it's up there. When they, I was gonna say, sorry, go when ahead. they when they notice that 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 she's about to to do that like what she's about to do it's just it's too late they they're like no you have it's to, too late it's too late it's awesome hugs has already said like oh there's no one aboard don't worry about that ship and yeah. like yeah he failed in that he and failed kennedy in that is moment. like you stupid son of a yep 
I it, it's the the yep. sound and it happening in space and everything reminds me of in Attack of the Clones with the depth mm-hmm. charge. Oh, they're that, so cool! Those uh, charges are one. rad. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> It's a Django Fett's, um, I, like, Sonic yeah. detonators. Yeah, the Sonic charge. Uh, I do love uh, when they're talking, when Holdo's telling Leia about it, and is like, no, I've got to steer the ship. You know, someone's got to stay behind. And you just see C-3PO in the background kind of like, uh, yeah, someone's got to do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> could be a droid, but no. I love, uh, I love C-3PO when he's trying to leave the control room on the ship, too. And Poe is just like, don't you go anywhere. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Yeah. This is not up to protocol. And he's trying to just leave. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna think that maybe uh, they learned from uh, Star Tours that just three PO is no. not a very good pilot. No, <laughs> just not to let him. Yeah. Um, and and then just like Leia walks in and just like you idiot. Bam. Yeah. So good. I also, I also love right before right before that when uh, Holdo kicks the steam and then comes through the the fog and and pews and you can see her uh, say the word pew because. Uh, yeah, you can, can if you, you if you watch carefully. You can see her doing it. Cute, yeah. when you're when you're when you're it, acting or pretending to do lightsaber stuff, and, you, and you're always going like zoom zoom pew pew. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, this was she, the Ewan McGregor problem in the right? Yeah, she she couldn't she couldn't do it without it. She she had to say pew. <laughs> it was awesome. I every time <laughs> I, I watch it. it now, I'm like, oh, okay, you're, awesome. You're in a Star Wars. It's fun. <laughs> That's so. Funny. I love that Star Wars has been around so long, right? That like now the people who are like being cast to act in the films are like fans themselves and just can't help. Them. Yeah. Just it's just it. like they're, they're, they're in as a kid again, playing it's, with their lightsaber toy. Right. Every behind yeah. the scenes piece of footage of Ewan McGregor just looks like a dude having the time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> having the time of his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And he owes it all to R too. It's true. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> but no, I love that whole um, moment. I know people complain so, so yeah. bad about how like it breaks all this other stuff in like Star Wars canon, and I I could not I care, care less. I do not yeah, exactly. give I a damn. Is it awesome? Good. End the of thing, story. That's the thing. That's the thing with Star Wars is no matter what's happened, like people get uh, like nerds get so attached to canon, and it's like really the number one thing in Star Wars is does it look cool? Right. Yeah. And that will trump. Would George Lucas look at this and be like, "That was Uh, sweet." Like, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's That's all you need. That that will override everything else in Star Wars. Got the George approval. Yeah, Um, like yeah, because you can analyze that throne room battle, and people do, and they're like, "Oh, there's these guys. It's not doing anything." Have you ever watched a group fight? Uh Yeah, but when you're watching it, yeah, exactly. Uh, When you're watching, when you're watching, you don't notice. It just looks cool. Yeah, Um, just like the prequel start the the lightsaber battles and everything like yeah they don't really make any sense but they're cool dances right? when yeah, uh, the, like, the two yeah. on one at the when end i was of, in the yeah. fourth grade this is just like yeah. the coolest lightsaber fight on film yeah yeah or like you know when i was yeah. at my favorite star wars characters and i was a kid were like jango fett because he was chrome boba fett right and yeah, yeah. i love phasma and Darth Maul she's because he had horns <laughs> yeah. oh my god okay yeah. so i'm not, cra- oh, so I'm not crazy about I think I think Finn I got I have mixed feelings about Finn's arc in this movie. Like I think I get what Ryan Johnson's doing and like he's serving his part in the story, but just coming off of Force Awakens, I have so much hope for this. I'm just like, oh it's and like ah, this isn't but that being said, his fight with Phasma is ferocious. Boyega is bringing it. 
It's like yeah, a minute long, but it's a great fight. Yeah. 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 When he smashes her helmet open and you get to see that she's just another person. She's mm-hmm. like not there's nothing sinister under that helmet. Like just a that's another thing that Ryan Johnson talks about is like what should her face look like when we see it? And it's like no, she's just a woman. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like she's just some <laughs> just because she has this cool armor doesn't make her like yeah. a super being. I just wish that she did more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish yeah. she didn't die. Yeah. I think it was such a mistake to like yeah. that would have been a built-in She in. doesn't or like she should have been in the. Th- I would have p- really killed to see a cool third movie like Boyega Phasma rematch. Right, that would have been metal. She makes it out of the first movie. She's in the third movie, mm-hmm. isn't she? In the third movie? No, no. Have, no, not the third one. Have you guys seen the deleted scene of Phasma's no. death from this? No, no. There's an alternate Phasma death where Finn basically is surrounded by uh by phasma and like a bunch of stormtroopers and he basically calls her out and he's like you pretend to be like this badass stormtrooper that knows everything that's awesome but when you had a wookiee uh have his hand around your neck and my gun to your head you lowered the start the star killer base shields and let us blow it up yo Uh, and she's like, who would believe a story like that? No one would believe a story like that. And they just kind of like have this Mexican standoff and Phasma turns and shoots all the first order troopers because they heard that so that they won't know because they heard amazing. that story. That's what I'm remembering. Uh, by the way, I forgot she was in the first one. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. So, uh, and then that, then the final bite and then, you know, Finn chops her hand off and then, you know, she, <laughs> it's so sick. she yeah. Uh, but that's I thought that was a cool wow. scene. I like that a lot. That. I think yeah. that that alone that, serves her yeah. character, her character more than like what happens with yeah. her. Yeah, that is a, that yeah. that would have been a really yeah. good scene. I mean, we can yeah. make this four hours fifteen. Like that's fine. I I enjoyed yeah, this movie. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep it going. <laughs> like this podcast episode. Let let, let, let I hope yeah. it also, never like, ends. Isn't Phasma's <laughs> armor made from like the hall of Vader's Tie Fighter? Yeah. Yes, that's Palpatine's ship. Palpatine's. Sh- Palpatine's, oh, ship. Palpatine's ship. Yeah, I did not know yeah, that. because you know how like like um, Amidala had that really sweet like Naboo Star Cruiser yeah, yeah, yeah. that was all chrome. This is from Palpatine's ship. That's okay. that's cool. ridiculous. Wow. So she's she's a Palpatine it's fan. Ob- girl. It's obnoxious. She's a, she's I love a Palpatine it. fan girl. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> had his Why poster you... up in her dorm oh. room. She's doing the did same thing do Kylo's it? doing with his fucking helmet, trying to be <laughs> Vader. Oh, Sheev. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. She's got a, she's got a little yeah, sexy Sheev Palpatine poster. Speaking of sex sex icons. She's I don't got think... a, she's got a Sheev Palpatine uh pillow, body right. pillow. A Dakimaka. Yeah. Pillow. yeah. <laughs> Man. I would buy a Sheev body pillow, I think. She's always but she also has like a uh, shag carpeting near her bed and like shuffles her feet and she's like, Oh, shock me, Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think so that's another. Right? I think that's another reason yeah. why I don't. I think it's a mistake to kill Phasma because, like, Phasma, Kylo, and Pugs are so weird, such weird little creeps. I want to see more of their yeah. interplay. I want to see how yeah. they operate. It was yeah. definitely a mistake to to kill off her for good. Yes, I don't think it was. I thought. I think they should have just brought her back again, like they did in. In this With one, like a spider like, yeah. lower body, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. You're speaking my language, Nick. <laughs> I love spider lower bodies. Hell yeah. For every, just bring everyone yeah. back with spider I mean, spider if Boba Fett can survive, anybody um, can survive. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, although they did miss the opportunity to give Boba yeah, Fett yeah, a spider sure. lower body. Oh, yeah. They do. Um, but yeah. No, you know what? Change it up. Give him a spider. Right, I was gonna say, give him four, four <laughs> arms instead of four legs. Yeah, he's got he's got eight eyes. Bring back Admiral Trench. <laughs> yes, I'm also in favor of that. Oh, fucking love Trench. Uh, live action Admiral Trench would be cool. Be so um, and you know, and we need uh, Commandant Pit Spider. <laughs> yes. Well, we're talking about Star Wars spiders now, uh, so I think we've, <laughs> I think we've exhausted the, the, the Last Jedi. Oh. Uh, did anyone have any final thoughts on The Last Jedi? No, I don't think so. Um, no. Something I noticed that maybe I noticed before yeah. and I forgot that I noticed it, but, you know, you're like, why did Luke choose Octo? Is it because it was, like, Force-sensitive? Mm. Was it because of its sacred, the temples or whatever? And then in the final moments of his life, the audience learns, oh, it's... Because there's two sons, right? And oh. and it just I love that. is that the case? It reminds me because... of home. I assumed that yes, this was that Octo is a binary system, right? It is a binary system. Um, if I can play my my little EU, doesn't game he find a the bit, map to um, Octo among Palpatine's things in one of the video games? Yep, yeah. that's exactly where I was going. Uh, it's the not the map, the compass. Uh, we see the compass briefly on his like bedside table in the movie. Oh, but it's what Luke was looking for in uh, Battlefront Two, uh, which we, which Gary and I played for the show. Um, at I one forgot point. about this. Yes, uh, but he was looking through one of the old vaults and he found it. So I do like the idea that it's a, a binary system, and that's where uh, obviously it's going to lead. There's many things that led him there. But one of the Maybe things that's why is he stayed there. binary system, and there's a, a old Jedi temple there, and there's just and oh my gosh, uh, the fact that there's an old Jedi temple there, and there's sacred texts, and we're doing like histories, and then we have the High Republic, and then everything's basically just the same technology as the prequels. We haven't gone back me, far enough yet, Tim. My it makes me sad. I'm hoping eventually Please. we get stories that are like thousands of years before the original trilogy and not yeah. just like 200. Give me a story about Gungans before there were space. Travels. I want to see like proto Jedi before the Jedi order had coalesced. I want to see some of that stuff. I would love that. Yeah. Give me all that stuff. That's all great. They're making that, but... that, that old legends book. Um, I think it's called like into the void or something like that, which is about like the Jedi order, like forming on Tython. Uh, that's getting printed as an essential legend this year. I don't know what that means. That probably means nothing. But like, yeah. I like the idea that they are like playing with those spaces again. Mm. We've yeah. already seen Typhon in Mando. That's where Grogu went we to have, like, meditate on that stone. It looks suspiciously like southwestern United States. But hey, huh? Um, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, let's, uh, thank you guys all for being here and celebrating our two year anniversary on your public thank archives. You. Congratulations. And happy uh, we're going to go around. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. thank you. Uh, Kestra, where can we find you on Dueling Genre? Disney animation minute essentials, where we are covering Woo. Disney's, um, movies one minute at a time. 
Uh, we are in the process of finishing recording 101 Dalmatians. Uh, having a baby six weeks ago kind of uh, put that a little bit on hold, but we're we're working through Congratulations. it. Congratulations! Um, uh, thank yeah. you. And so we will we will be posting that soon. But you can currently find Snow White and Little Mermaid um, with, with Disney Animation Minute Essentials. And yeah, what is. Yeah. What is the order you guys are going in? Is there so is it just whatever one you want to do next? We are going in order. We we broke them into um time periods. Uh so there's like the okay. classics. So some people break it into nine eras, but we broke it into five and so we we're jumping around. We're not going in order of the of the eras, but we're kind of just jumping around. So mm-hmm. we went from classics to Renaissance and now we're in what's called the dark age. And then we'll go to Tangled, which is in the modern and then to Fantasia nice. 2000 for the experimental 2000 period. Whales. That's Got awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can think of with Fantasia 2000. Let, let me know when you guys are doing the black cauldron. All right. And the- <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> That's a little ways away, but okay. Uh, yeah. It's a ways away. <laughs> Um, Nick, where can we find you? Well, you, what do you do here? I actually think of a fun thing to <laughs> uh, to highlight that uh, listeners of this podcast might be interested in on the Patreon franchise potential. Uh, Scott mm-hmm. and I, we for, so we were covering the Jurassic World movies on franchiseography, uh-huh. right? And at one point, we got into the Colin Trevorrow era of the Jurassic franchise yes and we read and discussed colin trevorrow and Derek Connolly's screenplay for star wars episode nine duel of the fates yes and we talk about the ways in which it actually in our opinion improves upon or is better than rise of skywalker and in other ways i believe that it is far worse than rise of skywalker and would have pissed just as many people off in different acute ways I don't think there's a script you could write that wouldn't piss <laughs> half the fandom off. Yeah. Fair enough. I listened to that episode, uh, Nick. It was a good episode. Oh, thanks, Sam. Uh, Sam, where can we where can we find you? Oh, gosh. Um, I run a podcast called Ideal Remake, where um, a guest and I, or guests and I, will take mm-hmm. a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Norman's been a guest. Yes. Nick's been a guest. Uh, Kester has not been a guest, but Andrew has. And, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when this particular episode will be airing, but I am currently on hiatus between seasons, but I am starting to book guests for season six, which should be starting yeah. at some point. So if any of you yeah. want to come on and talk about a movie that you just want to talk about and like imagine as a modernized retelling of that story, please let me know. I would love to have you as guests on my show as well. I would love that. It's the choice anxiety is the first uh-huh. part. Is I'm like, what movie I mean, would I choose? I mean, I also have a whole for for choice anxiety people. I have a whole list of movies that you right? can choose from. When Sam was getting ready to go. cover yeah. Dragon Ball Evolution, just sent me a message on Discord and was just like, "You want to talk about this?" I was like, "Absolutely, I do." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun episode. <laughs> That's awesome. We pitched Very like good. three remakes. Yeah. In that. Whole, we, we went off in a whole bunch of places off in the deep end of Dragon Ball. It was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Norman, where can we find you? What are your uh, GPS ooh, points? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, currently, I'm not like hosting a podcast as part of Dueling Genre. But if you want to check out a backlog mm-hmm. of 700 some odd episodes, you can look up Lord of the Rings Minute that I hosted alongside yeah. Cass. 
Uh, and on the Patreon, yeah. if you if you're not Great subscribed show. to the Patreon, want to subscribe to the Patreon, you can find me and Cass going through uh, Hayao Miyazaki's filmography, plus two of the Ghibli movies that he wrote for Miyazaki Mayhem, and that was a lot of fun. And also That's a awesome. lot of fun to listen oh, thanks. to. Thanks. I was just yeah. about Very to say exciting. that, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Would you like to I, go ahead, please? And also really fun to yeah. listen to. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I am terrible and have not gone through all of the Miyazaki movies, uh, but I just had my whole family watch Spirited Away. Oh, very nice. Um, and nice. we all really loved That's it. That's the episode I guessed on. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Hell I yeah. had a great time with that. Um, yeah. I think if you aren't super well-versed in Miyazaki or there's some blind spots, like... Uh, go go listen to Miyazaki Mayhem and, and listen to what we have to say about him because we were just pleasantly surprised okay. the whole way through. And if you haven't seen Whisper of the Heart or The Wind Rises, watch them. Okay. Nice. For sure. Um, and then Gary is my co-host. Gary, do you want to plug anything? Uh, if people want to listen to my other show, uh, it's not a dueling genre show, but I do a show about an internet uh, video game called Blaseball. <laughs> that has been like on hiatus for most of the time that we've done the game, but we just crossed a hundred episodes and we had like Ooh. a bunch of people from the community call in and talk about like their favorite moments and like what they have gotten out of it. And it was just such a delight. I am like really like honored to be part of like that community because it is such a small niche kind of thing. And we got such a response from that episode. We ended up with like 20 people that called in and left us messages about like what the experience or what the last couple of years of the game had meant to them. And it was just really touching. Like I, I really love that community over there. And so if people are interested, uh, baseball is like uh, once again on pause, but like is in the process of coming back. And uh, I think now is a good time to get into it. Yeah. Congrats yeah. on a hundred episodes. Yeah, that's Thank incredible. You. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, and I think that's uh, it. So thanks, everyone, uh, once again for this dueling genre full episode <laughs> yeah. uh, celebrating our two years of New Republic Archives. Um, we'll be back in two weeks for a Bantha episode, just me and Gary catching up on Star Wars. Um, so join us then. Just sign up for the Patreon. Uh, listen to all the great shows on that. Um, but until next time, remember that if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. of claude in the in the in the in our chat in discord if anyone hadn't seen that that's claude, claude i great. love claude he's terrible i love him <laughs> <laughs>